Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. On this Up to Something Tuesday, February 28, 2023, this show starts now. Tuesday! Oh, boys. Now, it sounds like you weren't on the same page. Yeah, we knew. Two of you were saying one thing, yeah. one of you was saying something else. But nonetheless, we can't thank you enough for joining us on this glorious beautiful second day back from vacation we can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your afternoon mornings evenings wherever the hell you're watching whatever your time says we thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day the toxic tables here at boston connor at ty schmidt you boys look fantastic connor we learned yesterday that you shit your pants last week as a 27 year old in ty you have a brand new cap on what the fuck's going on pal you know we got this uh yesterday i saw this i said oh my god is that a brand new gamma pickleball hat Sure is. What? I, I will be buried in this thing. I will never take it off. It is the most so comfortable sweet. hat I've ever worn. And uh, God damn, I love this thing. I, love I will it. be buried in this thing. I will thing. be. Yep. You're really committed to Gamma. We will say um, we have gotten, and this is part of the perks of uh, being just dumbasses that have created a platform here. Obviously. Sure. As soon as we chatted about pickleball, the pickleball community was incredibly hospitable. Yeah, they were. They're on it. Here at the Thunderdome, we have, this is no lie. This is not, we have no partnership with anybody. Now, granted, Ty, it seems like, has pledged I'm his ga- allegiance. I'm a game athlete, uh, <laughs> at least. Game guy. But I will listen. I will listen. I has pledged his allegiance to Gamma. We have no business association with no. any of these people. They sent us like $25,000 worth of shit. Yeah. Yeah. That is literally just one of the boxes. There was 10 boxes that showed up. We are currently unpacking them all. We got pat- rack paddle. All those paddles. Yep. Are too paddles. paddles. Right. We got paddles. We got rackets. We right. got gear. We got shirts. We got hats. Mm-hmm. We got pants. We got shoes. We got glasses. Yep. We got everything. We can't thank the pickleball community enough for being as kind as they have been. Now, there's numerous companies that have sent us shit. Ty has Gamma. I'm a, I'm a Gamma athlete. You know, I got my Gamma 412 paddle uh, with a nice, you know, longer stem. Ooh, it is beautiful. At Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. <laughs> Cowboys. Tone, we, did not, we have not seen you play any yeah, pickleball in the no. Thunderdome at all with any of these paddles, pal. Well, I mean, all due respect to you guys, that's a Mickey Mouse net. There's no lines. There's no True. kitchen. You make do with what you have. Understand. A player of my, a there player. is a kitchen. There is a kitchen. Yeah. Okay. A player of Connor, my will abilities. You, Connor, will you, please, yeah, will you please go out there? Here is how this game works here yeah. at the Thunderdome. <laughs> Yesterday, we started the show talking about Connor shitting his pants last sure. week. Mm-hmm. We could not have expected that being a convo. Then Ty followed up with shitting in the shower. It was. It, we did not expect that. No. We did not know that we were going to go through Thunder, Thunderdome pickleball. Uh-uh. But here it is. We got a half a net. Okay? So you got to make do with what you have. Right. That is the kitchen up there from the top of the that is not the kitchen. That is not the kitchen. <laughs> so you do not know the rules. From the top of the arc there uh, to, the, to the net, okay. and then the other side, top of the arc, oh. to the net. Yeah, you've been playing the wrong yeah. the whole time. Probably why you haven't won a game in here. Then, the, obviously, the sides of the paint are the insides. Yep. And you're going to say, well, there's no lines up to the net. You're right. It's a gentleman's game. <laughs> it is. It's a gentleman's it game. Is. Your eyes will deceive you. And then the back line is the top of the whatever that is, the paint that yep. you can't take a charge in. Yes. And that's also where you serve from. Correct. So that okay. is currently Thunderdome Pickleball. Okay. It is our iteration of it. And I will say, ball's a little quicker off of this wood it is. than it is off of a sport court. Yep. Played five games yesterday. I think uh, as soon as we got back from the Super Bowl, we we're playing like 10 games a day in here. Mm-hmm. We have the pickleball bug. I'm happy it has survived 
through vacation because yep. normally things do not last. No. If we don't do it for 10 days, it's done. It right. is over with. Pickleball has survived mostly because of like the $20,000 worth of equipment that yep. has been yeah. sent to us. So thank you, Pickleball community, for being awesome. Thank you, you Pickleball. And thank you to the Pickleball community for creating a sport that's fucking awesome. It great is a great workout. time. Unreal. Now, it's going to be a little bit more expensive as CFO Phil is in the building because I seen a video on the internet while I was on vacation of this oh, glow-in-the-dark oh, yeah. pickleball court. What? Yeah. Shout out to that being in the Thunderdome. As soon as we can get the specs right. and the construction figured out, that is going to be in here. We're going to press a button. Light's going to go down. <laughs> oh, welcome to the Thunderdome. And then it's going to be neon lights, yep. black lights, and it is going to be fantastic. Uh, we have fallen in love with the sport. Ty has fallen in love with the merch. I have. I have. I mean, look at this hat. Look at this thing. You know, you look at that nice. and you say, that guy, he plays pickleball. He is a game of pickleball athlete. And I am. You know, the only thing I don't have is a contract with Gamma. Is a contract with Gamma. Mm-hmm. And I would like, uh, you know, kind of like the, a racket bag. I saw a couple, couple people grabbed them. You know, I said, I, I don't need that. But then I went into my locker. I saw my paddle sitting in there. I said, By you itself. know what? That would look a lot better if it was in a racket bag Protected. hanging up. Exactly. Because you got a, you got a Lombo. Right, exactly. that you're just parking outside yeah. without even the cover up. Exactly. Yeah, Someone that's what you're with. feeling like. That's right. Bruce Brown is a solid pickleball player. He is. There's just a basic ass wooden ass yeah. pickleball racket. That's mm-hmm. what he chose. Yeah, but he's he can play, he's player with. Hey, he's good with it. Yeah. And, and I remember playing ping pong with just the wood, oh, yeah. yep. the oh, yeah, wooden yeah. paddle. It's a good look. It it was not only well Sometimes. look does not matter just just for future reference. And I just learned a lot about you. I think we all did <laughs> uh-huh. right there because look good, feel good, feel good, play oh, good, good yeah. play good, pay good. Pay good, live good, live good, die good. Shout out to Prime and Deion Sanders. And speaking of looking good while you're playing, I mean, this guy looked like the fucking PC pickleball principal. He He looked unbelievable. (laughs) But the wooden one, there's no dud spots. No. The whole, you know what I mean? The whole thing. Yes, it is huge. Bruce, you enjoyed the all wooden paddle and the sunglasses that made you absolutely faster and oh, quicker yeah. on the court oh, yeah yeah first of all i'm a franklin athlete with that paddle right there that's franklin pickleball i love it no frills no fuss no gamma this gamma that just straight to the point all action baby and this the shades are crucial we're staring at blue light all day we got these bright lights <laughs> sure. up in the gym I got, oh yeah I got, hey, in the thunderdome the lights right. are on. I, uh-huh. I got i got contacts in so the, the lights are actually necessary uh but yeah that paddle's amazing that'll be my weapon of choice moving forward it has a uh he has like a wristband yep. for oh, his that's, paddle. Like yeah. That is a bit of a con. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, well, you don't have to wear it. Uh, you know, that's one of right. those things. <laughs> oh. I hit him with a nice ha ha, and then it that thing wrapped around his. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I had to wait to serve for him to unwrap sure. the whole thing. Sure. It was a classic moment, classic pickleball, and uh, we would like to say. Shout out to Pickleball as a whole. Yeah. We great have sport. really fallen in love here. Absolutely. I think we're building a sport court outside. Have Probably yeah. have to. This is fucking Bruce working on that back end. Yeah. Wimbledon. And uh, it was tough to play against him looking the way he sure. looked. Oh, yeah. yeah. How'd it go? Did you end up, was it a close game or what ended up happening? Sounds like you know. No, I actually don't. I was oh, you not, don't? I was not watching uh, when the pickleball was going down, so I am curious. Did, it, I mean, it was the way 11 it nothing, but I was just kind of feeling it out. Yeah, and he had sunglasses it? on. Yeah. What yeah. was the score? It was 11 zip. My serve is oh. really, really solid right Singles now. is tough. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. That's Maybe a big win for, for Gamma, though. If a Franklin athlete is losing 11 nothing, did you lose 11 nothing? No, 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 no. no, no. He okay. beat me. It, it, yeah. We do best of three, game mm-hmm. to 11. Ty so, actually beat me yesterday. So. Lean and Gamma, then, if that's the case. I don't know. What am I? I got the black ace, but I wasn't able to use that yesterday. I, uh, I just had, they just titled it the best paddle. I don't know which one it is over there. Yeah, it's, sitting over, it's sitting over there. It's Gamma, though? I think you had the Polymer Core. Uh, <laughs> Listen, deposit. unless you're playing with the Jula Ben Johns, okay? 
which he's the number one ranked player in the world. And every- oh, I can't fucking touch <clears throat> Listen, everybody knows. Jula? Out, yeah, Jula. No, Where's he from? There's, no. kind of like, there's a guy named like, McG- McG- yeah, Bob McGinn. He's no Ben Johns, okay? No, it's not Bob McGinn. Okay. He has instincts on how everybody yeah. feels in mm-hmm. the NFL because of how long he's covered it. This is the one I used yesterday. This is uh, USA Pickleball approved, obviously. Wow. It just says the best paddle. I don't know. I use it yesterday. I like that. It's a little thinner yep. than the black. Tyson McDuffin. There it is. That's the guy. Okay. Tyson McDuffin's the guy. He's like kind of shredded in. It has really cool hair. Nice. Is yeah, that him? That's him. Yeah. Really oh, cool hair. Oh, shit. Yeah. Tatted too. Yeah, I've seen him. I, 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 I respect that. McGuff? Yeah, I've been scouting the pickleball community. He's playing, mm-hmm. with, the, he's playing with the Selkirk, though. Yeah, that one has a hole at the bottom yeah. of it. So he's I got a, a sketchers. We got one of those, actually. He's oh, a sketchers athlete. He's a sketchers guy. Yeah, I respect. Anyways, I uh, did not expect the first 11 minutes here to be all pickleball, but whenever you wear that type of hat, it's hard not to have a conversation. That's right. mm-hmm. So the pickleball community just won because they sent all that shit over. Yeah, that's the right play. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. And, you know, in our business, we're not supposed to do any of that. No. Because nope. our business relies upon sponsorships, advertisements, partners, and things right. like that. Mm-hmm. But when you just get introduced to a sport, sure. and then the sport just sends literally the kitchen sink to you to be like, hey, we appreciate your service here for the sport. We can't help but be thankful. Thank you, Pickleball. Thank, Thank you, Pickleball. pickleball. Love you, Pickleball. I would like to let McGuff know, though, that I'm not 100% sure Thunderdome Pickleball is in his no. wheelhouse. Not it's a whole different game. Different game. game. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of gentlemen's calls. Oh, yeah. There's a couple replays of points because was mm-hmm. it a run? Yeah, pretty close. And then the net isn't as wide as the court. So, like, if it goes on the side <laughs> where the net isn't, is right. did it go up? Huh? Yeah. It went over, I think. Yeah. Ah, it looked a little low. Like you said, gentlemen's game, and we've been abiding by it. Just know that Thunderdome will be transforming into a pickleball arena. Yes. Uh, in a matter of hopefully weeks. Who knows? Construction's not easy. We've figured that out through the Thunderdome process, but we already have the blueprint. It was on the internet. That's so right. yeah, exactly. just make this. Yep. This is all we need you to do, and we're going to have a good time with yeah, it. Yeah, professional teams now, too. This is almost like an Australian football field, but we can actually play it. In you know, we can, we can look at these pro teams, maybe, you know, <clears throat> decipher up, see who's rooting for who. I think you were Collinwood, the Magpies. Well, that's because Coxilla. Of right. course. The only American to ever truly have success in the Aussie Rules Football League. Mm-hmm. And he's still dominant, by the oh, way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Six foot seven, former Oklahoma State basketball player goes over to australia learns their sport becomes a dog and then happens to play for collingwood so that was the team that i went with because i'm an american yep and that's the only american that's ever done well over there i was kind of shying towards that southern team though because oh bailey uh smith smith, smith with his mullet yeah. he's like a little phenom but we got into that for a little bit impossible to watch yeah, yeah. it's on at like 3 a.m right and also to play the sport it's really you gotta have a lot of space we try and everything that like too. that yes exactly we try and tiring very tiring and all that physical pickleball tiring great workout easy to play very that's right we literally just look at this piece of shit net we put out here yeah and boom we're playing pickleball every day after the show boom we're kind of addicted to it aren't we i'd say so i'd say so it is a lot of fun and it really is like bruce i I know even if he got beat 11 nothing Mm -hmm. he's getting right back in there because he honestly he feels like okay well you know i made a couple mistakes here and there i can win this next one yeah it is it is a sport that you feel as if a couple things go different there exactly i can win every game right and we don't do the have to serve to score no that's old school volleyball used to do that they change it because it's stupid. Point happening every single time the ball is flying mm-hmm. That's right. in Thunderdome pickleball. Exactly. Not an actual pickleball. Pickleball is versatile. I believe I saw a tweet. Uh, they're thinking about changing it to rally score. Well, they should because every course. other sport that re- – 
comes from this style of thing mm -hmm. said that. So everything needs to count, right? You know what I mean? Everything needs to matter. And also, let's let's speed move the it games up. along. See a what baseball's yeah. doing. We're very new to pickleball, and we're already telling them what they need to do. Mm -hmm. And this is going to continue to happen. Would love to have pickleball expert or players sitting right here where Rappaport sat yesterday, where Tom Telesco, general manager of the Chargers, will be sitting today, go. where Daniel Jeremiah moved the six uh, sticks will be sitting yes. today. Go. Would love to have a member of the pickleball community stop by. Speaking of Tom Telesco, Daniel Jeremiah, a lot cooking in the NFL. A lot happening around this commander's uh, team. Carson Wentz has officially been fired from Ooh. the Washington Commanders Ooh. after just one year after getting traded from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders. Obviously, we can all remember what happened when he was in Indy after getting traded from the Eagles to Indianapolis. It just didn't work out. Jim Irsay was not on board for a large majority of it. His contract was big. He had great plays. He had, what are we doing? Are we playing football in the NFL or are we playing in the XFL or high school football? And then they trade him to the Philadelphia or, uh, to the Washington Commanders, full contract gets traded. Yep. 30 million, 25 million, whatever was left gets traded. Everybody applauded Chris Ballard for being able to get yeah. that contract. And everybody asked the Washington Commanders, are you going to be the place that Carson Wentz finds his way again? Once an MVP type player, then a couple hits, an injury takes place. Nick Foles goes on to win the Super Bowl. Was he mentally fucked? Was he broken? Was he ever going to be able to play great football again? Maybe the Washington Commanders are going to be able to be the place because he had scary Terry McLaurin and a place that needed mm -hmm. a new face and a new kind of rebirth. That was not the case. That did not take place. Taylor Heineke continued to be the dog for the commanders and win games. And when Carson got put back in whenever he was healthy again, he played maybe his worst football of all time. Ron Rivera wanted to meet up with him in person here in Indianapolis because Carson still lives here in the house that he built, I believe, whenever he became an Indianapolis Colt. Wasn't able to meet up with him because schedules told him yesterday that he had been fired. That's big news, obviously. More big news coming. Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, allegedly is not allowing Jeff Bezos to put in a bid to buy the Washington Commanders out of spite after what the Washington Post did with all the exposés of the Washington Commanders. The other NFL owners said, Dan, come the fuck on, which made all of us believe maybe Dan was just pump faking on the sale to get the heat off of him a little bit because right. everybody wanted him to sell, which would be a Dan Snyder move yep. if he was to do the case. That turns out to just be a very small part of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Now there's potential bank fraud allegations coming to Dan Snyder for taking a $55 million loan out unannounced to the rest of the partners of the Washington Commanders, which is illegal, I guess, because the bank asked if he did get permission from his partners. He said yes. They said cool, moved on. He charged $4.5 million to the Washington Commanders to have the Washington Commanders logo on his plane for marketing. He was utilizing the... Alleged. This is all reported. Oh, alleged. Alleged. This is all reported. Right. He was utilizing the Washington Commanders as a piggy bank, they were saying, just making shit up to go grab money out of the accounts and put it into his pocket. Now, he was the owner of the team, and when you own something, normally that is your piggy bank. But I guess the way he was going about doing it was uncouth, not by the rules, and illegal. He has asked the rest of the owners, if he was to sell the team, if he could be indemnified, yep. I believe, for future problems that could arise from his rule-breaking, law-breaking moves as owner of the commanders that's where the commanders are right now so just like we thought that the commanders couldn't get any lower after the first expose that came out about the commanders they have somehow found their way into more shit deeper shit and if you're a commanders fans you got to be thinking get us 
past all of this shit, and let's just move on. I'm excited to see how it works out. I'm excited to see what happens with the commanders, and it seems like they are nowhere near the end of their issues, and I do not envy at all a commander fan's life. In those other three owners, that Dan Snyder that they're alleging, he took those $55 million out in loans to you know do those things, and he misled the stockholders or shareholders, and that was the whole reason this is... This is per ESPN. Per ESPN, yeah, and if he's saying, hey, per, the, the per. other mm-hmm. owners you know, in the NFL right now, they can't come after me. Are those other owners telling the former owners of the commanders with Snyder, like, hey, we can't do anything. It's kind of up to you three because if we are going to get this guy out, then we're going to have to sign some sort of agreement where... Yeah, it, it seems like it's going to get ugly. And we tried Very. to understand what it all meant whenever it came to the $55 million loan that he got out that mm-hmm. wasn't approved by the minority owners of the Washington Commanders, which he lied to Bank of America, allegedly. Then there's obviously funds that have been moved around. And we all know about the ticketing right. situation yep. that was being alleged last year oh, or yeah. a year or two ago. It's just like, I think the NFL, the quicker Dan Snyder is out of the league, the better for everybody. And at this point, it's all coming to a head almost. Is this going to be the thing that finally pushes him out of the league, Ty? I don't know, because it seems like like the the previous time we talked about this, when he was talking about selling the team, it kind of seemed like, hey, that like we are at the head here. Like He's going to have to sell. And then we kind of said, like, yeah, but this guy is allegedly kind of a cockroach, and you just can't kill him. Like It doesn't matter what sticks to him. He just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. And look at the situation we're in. It's like, you know, we thought it was going to be a slam dunk. Hey, Bezos wants to buy the team. Can He's the richest He's got guy in the world. Money in the, yeah, exactly. He, he will buy the team. And Dan Snyder just says, you know, nope, fuck it. I hate this guy. I don't want him to buy the team. And, and now he can't buy the team. Like, it, it seems like everyone wants him to sell the team. But deep down, like, he still holds all the cards, it, which I didn't think was the case. Like, it's still. I guess if you're the owner. Yeah, it's his decision. Yeah. You do but, own the leverage. Yeah, exactly. John. <clears throat> Iran, Iran of Sports Iran? Business Journal. I believe French him guy. and Marshawn do a podcast yep. that has great information. Mm-hmm. We started out on rocks with these guys. Yeah, we, we started out on rocks with these guys. <laughs> Should have maybe sued them for defamation. For they were saying some negative stuff okay. about <laughs> us. You know, should have thought. Now that we know, now that we know how the world works, right? Yeah. But, but big fan of the reporting that both Iran and Marshawn do, and the Sports Business Journal. He puts out a tweet that just says allegations against Dan Snyder: financial misconduct. Bank fraud, misuse of team funds, what? abuse of corporate bylaws, what? self-dealing, disregard what? of contractual and fiduciary fiduciary duties, and sexual misconduct. So you see all that and you think to yourself, well, Dan Snyder's got to be out. Yeah, get him out. That ain't out Dan Snyder. He's not out. That uh-uh. does not mean nothing. And Dan Snyder will hold on to this thing just out of spite to say fuck everybody is allegedly and reportedly and optically how Dan Snyder operates. What a shit show in Washington, Tone. So, like, it's not good for the league. The league doesn't want him in there anymore, I assume. The other owners, if it's not good for the league, it's, it's not, they're not going to love him anymore. So what is stopping them from voting him out? Is it because he knows all the, where all the bodies are buried? So allegedly there was a party where he, Jerry, Kraft, what? and Pagula, Pagula of the Buffalo. Buffalo Bills were in there, and that was – uh, a write-off for the company because it was a meeting of the minds and you would think if he's partying with those people and then Jerry has been yeah. on the record a couple different times saying a couple different things and I think somebody reported that Dan Snyder has stuff this is not us making this up this has been reported right Dan Snyder either a high-level executive at Washington or somebody that knows Dan well says he has stuff on everybody mm-hmm. and I, it's like we've asked this a couple different times through the Dan Snyder saga over the last couple of years 
they can vote yep. an owner out. If Dan Snyder has not lived up to the point of being voted out, what do you have to do exactly. to get voted sure. out? Because you're always going to have owners, and this is how I think a lot of people think who are strong-willed people, self-made people, and successful people don't want to set a precedent. Okay? Yeah, exactly. If you vote Dan Snyder out, there's a lot of people in there saying like, oh, so are you guys going to vote me out if I happen to have a situation where uh, allegations are made? Are you guys going to vote me out? I don't want to be voted out. So you never want to kind of get down that lane. But at what point? Do they finally say, bro, you're hurting our league much more than you're helping it? At, that, that, at that point, they're like, sure, yeah, if you do 37 different things, allegedly, yeah, you'll probably get voted out too. Just don't do that many things. Yeah, but that's yeah. not how it works. And, and like, I assume a lot of these bazillion, I mean, we're going through a lawsuit right now that we don't understand. Mm, I assume true. a lot of these bazillionaires that own teams have been like, yeah, of course, if you do 37 things. But what happens if somebody gets a little bit excited and then they rally five people and then all of a yeah. sudden I'm getting voted out for something? Didn't Like, I, I assume there's a lot of paranoia, too, potentially oh, yeah. around for sure. For sure. a lot of that type of situation. But we, as a member of the press. That's mm-hmm. right. That's how I'm being described. Journalist. Self-proclaimed disruptor. There it is. Shout out to USA Today. Mm-hmm. Very good. I don't know how much that thing costs, but. They've been added to the list of, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're right on there. Yeah, self-proclaimed disruptor. But we, as a member of the press that covers the NFL heavily. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. day. Football. One of the larger NFL shows, I think, on earth right now. Lucky to be here. Thankful to be here. It's because all the fucking people that watch, we are very thankful. We do not understand how Dan Snyder is still an owner in the NFL. We also don't understand how a human would want to deal with all this shit every single day and not just take fucking $7 billion, $8 billion, and just kind of disappear and go live your life. But we're not talking about normal humans, owners of the NFL, and we're not talking about a normal human in Dan Snyder at all. Yeah, and like what you just said with the seven, eight billion and what Ty said earlier, if he does get offered seven billion and that's the price he puts it at, it's not that far out of thinking like, oh, okay, I can get seven billion, I'm changing the number actually. I'm not selling it for seven billion. Yeah, you, when I'm you own it, eight. this isn't like an eBay auction where no, you just exactly. put it up there and if the reserves met, it's gotta go. Boom. This isn't like um what was that car auction up? Meekum. Meekum. Yeah. This isn't like Meekum where it just goes out there, if it hits reserve, you have to sell it. This is like Dan Snyder like Nah, never mind. Oh, move oh, oh, easy to get seven, huh? Yeah. All right, nine. Make that thing nine billion. All of a sudden, yeah, the growth. I mean, I just saw the new deals. Like he can do that. He can torment that, and he has to love the fact that he is able to just, oh yeah, kind of puppeteer this whole situation. And I think he does enjoy being the topic of conversation everywhere, no matter what is being said about him. For sure, and no matter what people say, like allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. he can be hated, and he still, he still. <clears throat> controls everything you know what i mean like like how how else do you really flex like hey look how fucking powerful i am like they've done everything they can to get rid of me and i'm still the one who's taking the richest guy in the world and saying hey your money's not good enough like, Every, I'm, not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna sell even the biggest of scumbags have three to four friends yeah right yeah. around them yeah of course think about dan and his crew just are you kidding me with what they're trying to do to me mm-hmm. you know oh, like, yeah. there's people we don't think it's a lot of people, but there is certainly has to have an inner circle. There's certainly couple. a couple people that are on his side yeah. telling him, "Yeah, Papa John, dig in, keep going, put those heels in." I can't believe they're doing this dig to him. And, and then as soon as seven billion gets like mentioned, his friend, oh, seven billion. 
It was easy to get as soon as you said seven. Yeah. Why don't we say ten? Yeah, go up to ten. You say ten bill, yeah. Come on. And Dan's like, yeah, you're fucking right. And these are the only people that have ever been nice to Dan Snyder in the last, what, five, ten years probably? So he's like, yeah, this is his crew. Somewhere, somebody has a support system, no matter who the person is. You, you read about these, like, mass serial killers that are in jail. They have people that write them every yeah, single fan day. Oh, yeah. That like love them. Like that, that Bundy. Are, that are obsessed. What's that? Bundy had like a fan group. He, he had a following. Yeah, but people. even like the non-famous ones, like the horrible sure. people oh, have yeah. a support system. He still. on that yacht alone. Exactly. There's people partying. There, right. He's, right now, he's probably on a plane. Yep. He is not alone. There's people around him. And every time something like, oh, did you hear what they said about you? Oh, fuck those people. Yeah, fuck those people. Like, never kill me. It's just kind of like uh, a reigniting almost of, what, what does AJ always say? Every time you persecute somebody, it only makes their belief stronger. Mm-hmm. Like some people, when you persecute them, it only makes them their belief even stronger. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it makes them feel like they're even more right whenever Coming the more people me. come at you. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like Dan Snyder certainly has that trait inside of his soul. Well, and to your point about, like, that that has to be why they haven't gotten room because it is the precedent because, like you said, they don't want it to just be like, oh, you know, like a couple owners get pissed at one guy and then they start drumming all this up and it's like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Like, we, we, if we dig hard enough and into his past deep enough, like, they're billionaires. Like they, they, you know, they've pissed off people. Exactly. Like, they have stepped on somebody, probably for sure. Like, they have fucked somebody over, probably. This is all just like that's the way from it, what we know. That's the way yeah. it works about business and exactly. how people get to some. You can find pissed off people somewhere in everybody's past. Exactly. That's probably why these other owners are scared to death to be like, "Are we really going to expose all of us to that now?" For sure. To that, but it also makes no sense. Like he, in terms of the owners, at least, I, I don't think he has anyone in his corner. You know, it's like, I feel like they unanimously. don't know. Uh, and, and that's, I guess, where it comes back to it is Black does he have dirt on these people where they wouldn't want to do it? But it's like, you know, once you start, again, we've said this time and time again, like once you start fucking with their money, that's when it's like, okay, all bets are off. Yeah. Like, how about it was like, uh, he was running a malpractice or what's the word? Um, hmm. I forget the word. What's it called? Malcontent. No. Uh, We'll just say inept. Anyways, the way he ran his business completely right. fucked. Mm-hmm. He offended women. He sexualized yeah. this. He harassed this. He had this going on. He did this. And then when it came out, he stole some money yeah, maybe from the other. Oh, 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 Like, yeah, exactly. That's when they fucking started raising a stink. No, we don't do that. The other stuff is terrible. You don't okay. do that either. That's disgusting. But we, yeah, can look, we can look the other way. Okay, we'll take some classes. We'll, yeah. we'll make sure that doesn't happen anymore. We'll put more new, new leadership in yeah. here. Dan, you're not coming to meetings. Your wife is coming to meetings mm-hmm. now. Okay, we're doing a whole thing. Did you steal money from us? You did, didn't you? Hmm. I didn't do one of you. Dan, Dan, Dan. No. No. Dan, did you, like, harass a bunch of people? I, I didn't know it was at the time. It was just how we did. You <laughs> He's know, joking. I apologize. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, did you fuck over the local county? Well, I didn't mean to. I mean, did you steal money from? No, 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 I didn't. I remember that Notre Dame Navy game, Dan. Where's remember when you there? you said there was no people at that game and yeah. it took huh. him money? Well, I didn't do. You did, Dan. Maybe I did. You yeah. son of yeah. a fucking. That is really what we thought would take place. Yeah. That was not what took place, though. So I no. guess we should give a little bit more credit to the other NFL owners. But everybody assumed that that was going to be whenever they removed Dan Snyder. They have not yet. Interesting story. They don't have a quarterback now. Nope. They don't have a team owner, maybe. They, don't, they have a fucked up situation. Congrats to the commanders. Yeah. Shout out. Commanders just grab a shovel, it seems like. That's oh, right. Yeah. No, they got Sam Howell now. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's a dog. Heineke yeah. said that Sam Howell Practice. is worthy of being seen, uh, seen if he's a dude or not. Eric Bieniemy, yeah. new offense coordinator over there. He hit a grand there. slam in his opening press conference. Crushed so. it. What are you saying? <clears throat> he hit a grand slam in his opening press conference. They got their guy. What was was about that the Shady? first time we've ever heard Eric Bieniemy speak? Yes. That was the first time I've heard him speak. Me too. Is that the first time a lot of people have heard him speak? Not Probably. a lot of people. Some people in Colorado have heard him speak before, but I do know. Because he was coach over there, right? Yeah. Uh, but for sure, as far as NFL goes, <laughs> what was that? Uh, I, I do believe that was the first time. time we heard him. Per Say Colorado. Per Colorado. But that was our first time listening to him speak. Yes. Uh-huh. And he was talking about Shady. And I thought, oh. thought he hit a bomb. I'm not. Of course. Just like us. All right, let's run it. Let's run it and see what everybody else I feel like it drips of insincerity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he is putting on, I think he's trying to bite his tongue. But also, this is his first press conference at a new place with a new conversation. Shady McCoy, who was obviously a part of the Kansas City Chiefs for one year, won a Super Bowl with him, did not play, came out on Speak, Speak. I believe, on Speak. Fox Sports, alongside Ocho and Joy Taylor. Yep. Uh, great show. And mm-hmm. LaShawn is... Wide open on a microphone. Mm-hmm. He is great on a microphone. He basically said, what the fuck does Eric Bannemi do? He said, I was there for a year. Aside from just motherfucking people, he really didn't do anything. Now, other people have come out and said, like, that's not exactly true for our situation, my situation, and everything like that. But LaShawn McCoy gave his take. So Eric Bannemi was asked about it in his opening press conference with the Washington Commanders, and this is how he answered it. LaShawn McCoy is a future Hall of Fame runner, Okay. Everybody's entitled to their own position, to their own uh, comments and how they feel. When it's all said and done with, I think that's all I have to say because he's entitled to his own opinion. That's life. Okay, you got good and you have bad, you know. It does not impact me in any way. Because one thing that you learn when you're in this position, you have to learn to eliminate distractions, all right. My job is to focus on the now. Everything outside these walls has no impact on Eric Bieniemy moving forward. Appreciate it, Cody. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, so, like, obviously the right thing to say there, but, like, the fake smile at the end, yeah. I, it, for me, it just felt like behind his face he wanted to say, like, LaShawn McCoy did nothing for yeah. us. Like, I, you know, yeah. so I almost took it as, like, maybe the reason why he hasn't been able to get a gig at some places is because when he's speaking, this is my first time ever hearing him speak, I'm like, oh, he wants to say something else, but that might just be how he speaks. So I I think maybe we should kind of give him a little bit more opportunity to to talk. But after listening to him speak one time, I was like, I could see how people would be like, oh, it doesn't seem like he's saying what he really wants to say. And often, if you listen to any player talk about a good coach or any coaches talk about it, it's like you got to be yourself. you got to be authentic. you got to do your thing. Felt like he didn't say what he wanted to say, but it's also his press conference, so he had to say what he had to say there. Just an interesting dynamic and situation around the entire Eric Bieniemy situation. Don't love that he had to go to the Washington Commanders to take the same role pretty much. I think he's also assistant head coach, so he got yeah. a little bit of a promotion and title to potentially become a head coach. Like other people have been in the Kansas City Chiefs organization. Andy Reid has obviously been calling the plays and designing the plays and doing everything like that. And they've been able to get a head coaching gig. And Eric bieniemy has been there for a long time. They've had a lot of success. So I'm not saying that I don't think it's – I think it's bullshit that he has not got an opportunity to showcase if he could be a head coach and he has to go to the commanders to do this. But that answer right there made me believe as I was listening to it, it was like, oh, I don't think he's – 
I don't think he's being real there. Yeah. It didn't feel like he was being real, but I'm not a fucking body ex- body language expert or a speaking expert, but it was interesting to hear him speak for the first time. I no, think. yeah, it was the same thing, and you're right. I mean, it's his opening press conference. He's not, he not, has to say. Yeah, he's not going to go Could you imagine and, if he goes, well, Sean McCoy's a fucking bitch, yeah. dog. You don't know. <laughs> Sean McCoy. Like, <laughs> yeah, imagine? I mean, that would be kind of sweet if he did yeah. that, but yeah, it's. but you're right. You look at his, I mean, it's the same deal. I'm not, you know, a facial uh you know, expert or anything like that. But Ooh. you look at it and it does look like he's like, he's almost gritting his teeth when he's saying what he is saying. And it's like, oh, you can tell, like, this is all bullshit. Like, he doesn't mean any of this. Like, he wants to fucking tear this guy down. But on the same, you know. That might be how he speaks, though. Exactly. We don't know him. Yeah. That might be how he speaks. But watching him say that and listening to the way he was saying it, it's yeah. like. And the smile at the end was like, oh, man. he, he Yeah, he's, he, he is screaming, fuck that guy, but he can't say it. But then you're also right. It's like. You know, he's going and he's going to call plays now and he's got the offense, but he's also doing it basically with a rookie quarterback. Like, is he even in, in the a, commander's organization? Exactly. Like, he, he is, he's set up to fail. He really is. So it kind of, you know, I mean, I guess he'll really prove, like, if they go out and, and their offense looks great this year, like, he probably will get a head coaching job after this Definitely. year. Definitely. And not just know, probably, because yeah. he's got rings. Mm-hmm. He's got, if the command, could you imagine the enemy goes over there? In that division, Sam Howell, and it, yeah, you got the Eagles just sitting there staring, and the Gi- well, three lost. playoff teams. Are the Giants them. gonna? Are they gonna have a quarterback? Or yeah. Rapport said they. Rapport said that. Yeah, that forty-five was a bunch of baloney. Yeah, it seemed like Rap thought they were gonna deal done, right? Yeah. And a lot of our a lot of our program is trying to read how people are saying things and why they're saying the way it said. Whenever we mentioned the forty-five million with Daniel Jones, he said that number will probably start with a four, mm-hmm. so probably like forty million yeah. a year is what he was thinking. But he he said that like pretty matter of fact, like Giants and Jones are going to get a deal done, and I, that was a that was big for me. Yeah, I, that was news. Hey Bruce, you're a big Giants fan. Whenever you heard Rap say that, that was good news, right? And that was big news too because it sounded like the way it was being painted about him asking for forty-five million was an attempt to get Giants fans over Daniel Jones and move on to the next one. When Rap says that deal will probably start with a four, he almost said that as like a matter of fact that the Giants and Jones are going to get a deal done. Is that how you took that thing, what he said? Um, yeah, for sure. Also, when he's kind of switching from CAA to, uh, I think, athletes first, like you don't know if the CAA guys are kind of, you know. Trying to bury him? Yeah, yeah. We couldn't get a deal done because Daniel wants yeah, this. Yeah, Daniel wants 45. Uh, you know, I, I think there are a lot of Giants fans that probably think 40 is probably still a lot for, for Danny Dimes, but um, – you know, I, I just envision you tag either him or Saquon, right? And I, I think we'll get a deal done with both of them. I'm kind of trying to block out the noise. And just You're like Eric Bannemey. Yeah, that's right. All just kind of outside the building. building. Yeah, just kind of oh, hope and pray that it gets done. Like, that was interesting to yeah. hear how he... Yeah, referring to himself in the third Eric person. Eric Bannemey yeah. does not <laughs> That's kind of weird. But, it was yeah. sick. No, I thought it was sweet. <laughs> I, as soon as I heard him, I, I was out on him the entire time. And then he said... Eric Bieniemy does not. I was like, okay, I'm back in. I'm back in on Eric Bieniemy. Whenever he said that, well, and that's the biggest difference between like the press conference we talked about yesterday with pew 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 shots, 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 explosives. Like that's Gannon. Like you know that's him. He's not just doing that. That wasn't a press conference though. That was that's a conversation. True. Just him talking in the hallway. The social media person picking it up. But even with Bieniemy, we got that where he was one person with one of his own linemen, and then Leno Jr., who maybe he's had a you know friendship with before, acted completely different. Like he knew him his entire life. Well, so he's like a Key and Peele skit. I'm talking about the Key and Peele skit because that's exactly what happened. And I believe underneath that clip of him that was posted probably got uh, I don't know 1.5, 1.8 million views. But that's 
that's kind of the authenticity difference. Like Gannon is Gannon, and because sure. of that, I'm kind of leaning more Gannon. towards like him. And maybe sure, he gave up 38 points in a Super Bowl and then got a head coaching job, just like Matt Patricia, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. You know, he he is a very good Travis Kelsey. Uh, they have weapons all over the place, and Andy Reid again is the guy at the helm over there. But if that's how my head coach is going to act, and he's going to be like that the entire time, and I feel like we just kind of saw this with Sirianni, like yeah, if you are this consistent guy, even though you're talking about the flowers and manure, if you're always the flowers and manure guy, like your team is going to buy in and play for you. And if that's what Gannon's going to do, then it feels as though they're going to have a lot more success than Bienemy, who's going to talk to talk about himself in the third person. Because if the Commanders go out there and lose, you know, thirty-five nothing. I would assume the team meeting would be something like, look, Eric Bieniemy did his job, okay? I don't know what Possible. Sam Howell... Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. But I, I enjoyed him, so, when he's talking to white cuz. Yes, mm-hmm. other white linemen. And he goes, I can't wait to get the buck. He goes, okay, sounds good. And then... Yeah. It was, What's what up, boy? boy? Boom, yeah. full on. If he's like that all the time, let's go. Yeah, sure. Like, I, like I'm like, here we, here we go. Mm-hmm. Also... Uh, to the other whites on the commanders, when you approach the enemy, we're coming big yeah. depth. Yeah, yeah we're to. coming big depths. Mm-hmm. We're not doing all right. Let's let's try to break through there. Let's do that entire thing. You got to read the situation, but I, that's what I heard. And I am a stooge. I am an idiot. Pretty solid people reader, I think people would say who have been around me for a long time. Pretty good at getting a quick, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm, Okay, love, hate, mm-hmm. let's move on. Uh, I think we should question this person. Been something that I've had. Been wrong before. Not saying I'm always right. When I, That was my first time hearing him speak. I was like, that feels like he's holding something back. That, that feels like that isn't the actual Eric Bieniemy. When Eric Bieniemy said Eric Bieniemy, I was like, okay. So there is a little bit in there. We wish him nothing but the best. Yep. I hope the commanders have massive success. We do not understand why he has not been given a head coaching job. But when I watched that, I thought to myself, that might be why people have some second guesses because who is he? How is he going to be? What's he going to be? He has the opportunity to really prove himself in an organization that is the most dysfunctional in the history of the NFL at this exact moment. Bill's defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, mm-hmm. is taking a year off from coaching out of nowhere. Yeah. It is February 28th. New league year starts March 15th, I do believe. This is kind of an awkward time for somebody to step away. We hope everything is good mm-hmm. in Leslie Frazier's family, in Leslie Frazier's life, in everything that's going on. But him just out of nowhere on a Tuesday of Combine Week stepping back was alarming, surprising, and not good in my eyes for the Bills, especially for a Bills defense that has been fantastic. You talk about Poyer, who's a free agent, yep. defensive coordinator now stepping away. There's a lot of question marks about this Buffalo Bills team that was a wagon, is a wagon, and is supposed to be a wagon for the next five years. Did this come out of nowhere? Or was I not paying attention? Or what the fuck happened? No, here? it definitely came out of nowhere. Because if they knew it, you would assume that Leslie Frazier, who you know loves the Bills, said that he'd be back next year, would give them a little bit of heads up, especially after all these DCs have kind of been plucked already. And Tremaine Edmonds, another guy that's yeah. Leaving. So Vic Fangio, yep. Vance Joseph, Raheem Morris, right? Raheem Morris, D'Amico Ryan's obviously Flores, yeah. he gets the head coach job. Flores, Flores. just got a job mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Yeah, is that where he's, he's at? Minnesota. Yep. Yeah. That, this is kind of after the coaching cycle. Yeah. Before new league, it's an interesting time. That's why we hope everything's okay. Exactly. Right? Like we do hope everything's okay in the Leslie Frazier family and like free agents too. Like if you're a free agent and you you know are on the defensive side, you want to know who your guy is. This does set up for a fantastic 
Rex Ryan reunion in Ooh. Buffalo because he just interviewed for the DC in Denver. You don't think with McDermott it might not work? Over I think there? he interviewed with Denver because he knew that there was a How chance they could pay. the paycheck okay. would have been and Peyton. Yeah, and different. time. Like I don't, I we, I don't want to speak for Rex. No. no. Rex has been very happy on TV because I think the paycheck is very solid. Yeah. He's incredible on TV, and the stresses are much lower. Yeah. I think he said on our show, I think, that he would go back. He would think about going back to be a head coach, right. but they would have to put him on the head coaching list again, and they wouldn't. He was never on the That's head coach. He pissed somebody off. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, it seemed like he pissed somebody off. He's Was not on the head coaching list. So he said, I'm not going back to be a coordinator because, I mean, why would I go take the paycheck that coordinators are paid when I can do what I do on TV? He said, he th- I think that's how it all went down. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong. Fact check me. But I think that is how he kind of explained it all. The Broncos, though, with the richest owner in the game, yeah. I think he was potentially thinking like, uh, and Sean Payton was maybe pitching like, hey, we're playing in different, we're playing a different clubhouse over yeah. here. Like there's coordinator, what coordinators are getting paid maybe other places. They want to win here. After what they experienced last year in their first year as owners, they would like to bring in a steady hand, somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. And also, a little bit of pub isn't a bad thing for the Denver Broncos in a positive way. Right. And Rex Ryan certainly brings that. So I don't think Rex Ryan is just taking any coordinator job. Sure. I think it was only a specific coordinator job because of the situation. Once again, I'm not speaking for him. We have not asked him, but I think that was the case. But if he was to go back to Buffalo, yeah. awesome. Rex Ryan back in the NFL would be amazing for us. Yeah. Certainly for us <laughs> and the NFL as a whole. Where's, where's Rob at? Is he in Vegas? Rob Ryan, great question. I think he is in Vegas. Hmm. He watches the show. Hey, Rob, where the fuck are you at right yeah, now? Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Can we... Was Love he at you, the Rob. Saint? No, that no, was a long I, time ago. Yeah, yeah he was, was. I think it was Mitt who said, hey, my, my dad said that, that Rob watches the show. Yeah. So he's in Vegas. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mitt's dad runs too. In Vegas, yep. He's currently still in Vegas? Uh, according to Wikipedia. DC or linebackers? What is he? Uh, senior assistant. Love that gig. That's a great position. Genius. Who, somebody just took another one of those. Um, somebody just signed up for a senior assistant role. Patricia's getting yeah. there. Yeah. It is. Yep. Yeah, yep. for the Denver Broncos. For the Broncos. Yeah, Bill's losing all of his right hand man. Huh? Oh yeah, he's definitely losing Patricia. Yeah. What happened with Matt Patricia? You think what? Uh, uh, what, his, what kind of aligns with this whole decision? Yeah, unfortunately, his Detroit Lions head coaching, you know, contract is now up after this year. So this comes the time where you know he will actually have to get paid real money from the Patriots, and unfortunately, you just don't pay a guy who led you to the worst offense they've had in the last twenty five years. Yeah, I mean, he's defense. He's going to be a defense consultant, one of the greatest defense coordinators of all time. Put him in offense coordinator, obviously, when you don't have to pay him. Bill really running quite a racket up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, All right, so we don't have to pay this guy, and we can just put him in offense coordinator. Sweet. He wasn't the only one. Judge is doing it right now for New England. Yeah, because he's got the Giants deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Getting paid pennies. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us live in studio is a man who's – the reason why I got drafted to the Indianapolis Colts, I'm thankful for that. I'm lucky for that. He is now the general manager of the Los Angeles Chargers. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Telesco. Yeah! Welcome to the Thunderdome. I don't think your microphone was on just yet, but we are very thankful that you are here. How about it, bro? Huh? It's unbelievable. I was just saying this for me. I mean, I lived here, so I kind of know the area well. I have not been out this far before. Thought we were halfway to Fort Wayne on the drive out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we appreciate you making the trip up here. We had to get out of the city mostly because we all live here now. Yeah. And we're old. And when we were downtown, 
we went through. Hey, downtown went through yeah. some stuff a lot after of, COVID. It's not safe. Went through some stuff. Uh, it's coming on. back though. It's coming. Hey, yeah, it's, coming, oh, yeah. it's coming back. It's coming back. Uh, roads are getting worse. Let's come back. And whenever you see a space like this that's available that you can flip into something like this, you got to do it. You you can. Yeah, that's just really cool. That's hey, thank great, you, man. Yeah. Not as cool as being a general manager. How's life? Combine week's a big week for you, right? Yeah, it's a busy week. Just a, a lot of meetings, a lot of things going on, a lot of multitasking between the draft, free agency, our own players. So just trying to get everything done as efficiently as possible this week, which is hard here. There's a lot of stuff going on. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good week of football. So we're certainly not supposed to tell you that they told us that you were in a meeting with Goodell before you got here. What, what, what happens in that meeting? What, what, does, what are the meetings that take place around the NFL? <laughs> First of all, there was like 100 other people in this meeting. So oh, 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 oh. So what? So okay. Did okay, so they didn't tell us it was Goodell. They said a very important meeting <laughs> with somebody very important. So we got just you. got it. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, what what are some of the meetings that take place? Are you guys talking about rules and like next year or anything like? Does anything substantial take place? Here? Yeah. So there's some discussions about just some rule changes. Um, you know, we had talked about like the the quarterback sneak rule. We talked about that. Talked about roughing the pass. Peter King yeah, is not happy yeah. about the tush push. So a lot of discussion will start here. The competition committee will start that. Um, just get the discussions going. Get different viewpoints, different opinions, and then as you get into March, they'll start to. Uh, Kind of fine tune that. Will it go to vote? Will it not? That's just two of the, two of the things we talked about today. What do you? How, what is your stance on the tush push? You know, I mean, to me, it's 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 been a part of the game. The quarterbacks thing's been part of the game. Now, before we couldn't, I don't know, ten years ago, you couldn't push the quarterback. Yeah, because Reggie, anyway. right? The, yeah, the yeah. whole yeah. That, that was Notre a big Dame. conversation yep. on whether or not. It's I don't. Pull. I don't mind the way it is now. What I do worry about from an offensive line perspective is, you know, you're in a tight stance. You're down. Your head's down. You're firing off the ball. So, and I understand that will happen in goal line plays, but if we have this five, six, seven times a game, uh, I have a little bit of question there. But as far as the actual play, like, it's part of football. Um, it's a high percentage play for the mm-hmm. offense. Um, so I guess we'll kind of see where it goes. Yeah, and, and remember the field goal rules changed because mm-hmm. they didn't want 600 pounds of people pushing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It was two D tackles were lined up right over the shoulders of the long snapper, and then you had two linebackers right behind, and sometimes two linebackers on one guy. So you had a 330-pound tackle lined up on the shoulder pad or the head of the long snapper, then two linebackers pushing. So you have like 250, 253, like 800 pounds being pushed through there, and they deemed it unsafe for obvious reasons. This is kind of the same argument, right? Yeah, and kind of the same. Also how football works is as teams start to do that more, you know, there's strategy off that. Now you can run some, you know, some sweeps, some fly sweeps, some misdirection off that. Um, it may look like 1940s football at some point. That's sweet. Um, short yardage, which is actually, yeah. if, if you watch it, it's pretty interesting as far as how they hide the ball and misdirection. But um, I guess we'll kind of see where it comes out as we get into March. Do you have actual say? General managers have actual vote, or is it held by somebody? Like the competition committee have all the say, and who are they? We just give our, our thoughts and opinions. Uh, down the road, there'll be a vote of all the teams in March if it goes to vote um, you know, at the owner's meeting. It's so fascinating because the rules are changing, right? I mean, there has been some sub- yeah. substantial changes in the game as of like with the last five, ten years. Uh, are we going to see more of that, you think, or no? It, it's a little different each year. I think a lot of the changes have been more from health and safety. I think we've gotten a lot better there. I, I think that's, that's really well, been most of the, the rule changes lately, but it kind past. of varies year to year. Oh, the sling and slam thing. I heard. Yeah. Are you guys talking about that or no? Yeah, we watched the most today. I mean, a lot of them did not look that bad to me. Um, yeah, to us either. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing to be honest. I didn't even know till today that was a thing, the sling and the slam. Well, it's it happened against Tom Brady, the Falcons. That was the big one. Jarrett yeah. comes through. I assume you watched that yeah, one. We did, yeah. yeah, that was the one he watched. That was when it became a big conversation because that was fourth quarter. One of the game. Yeah, game winning drive, on. the whole thing. Yeah. So that became the talking point, I think. Yeah, I think if it's in one motion, that's it should not be a foul, and I don't think it will be. And I don't think quarterbacks yeah. want it. Now quarter in the moment, Tom definitely wanted it because it oh, gives yeah. him first down. And there was a time where Taylor Heineke celebrated oh, yeah. a hit of things like that. But if you talk to them afterwards, like Aaron has been very very open about like I don't want these calls and Tom has even said I don't want these calls either trying to make the right thing to keep people safe keep the integrity of the game while also keeping people off the ass of the NFL let's move on away from all the future of the NFL let's talk about the current of the NFL and your team I told you like as soon as you walked in here I said I'm gonna have to ask Mm -hmm. I was watching a horror film for you in that playoff game Mm -hmm. obviously making to the playoffs is awesome for this Chargers team it's great Herbert's first taste of NFL football. A lot of success. A lot of great football by you guys for two quarters. Then, obviously, the Jacksonville Jaguars do what they got to do. As you're watching that game, are you just melting down in the press box, or how's that whole thing unfold for you? Um, we can talk about the first half if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Great, great, yeah. great football. Awesome. Yeah, hey, yeah. biggest stage showed up. Yeah. Hey, played great. great. First played great. Playoff game. Guys got moxie. They, yeah, they can work it, yeah. You know, just based on how we played in the first half, um, even in the second half, wasn't going our way through the third quarter. Um, I still had in my mind, look, we just got to make one play on offense or defense on a third down, and we're going to be fine. You know, the, the end score may not look pretty. It may be a lot closer than, than it should, but that will still be fine. And I felt like that way all the way to the final drive. Um, so I wasn't in that panic mode of what's happening. I was like, hey, we just got to make one more play. It's a playoff game. We're playing a really good team. This happens. Um, but on offense, you know, we couldn't convert third down. And then on defense, we couldn't get a third down stop the whole second half. So Yeah, you got to get off the field. I mean, it's yeah, just basic is, football. Yeah, and usually when you have a lead like that, the only way you'll lose is if you have turnovers. We had no turnovers in the second half, but, you know, we didn't extend any drives on offense, didn't run the ball real well when we had to run it. Um, and then defensively, we just couldn't get a stop. And uh, that's kind of how it went. So I know you have a ping pong table in your office. Mm-hmm. And amongst other things, you enjoy living your life while doing – you know, your general manager position. Do you take positives away that you guys took the next step? Like when you're playing ping pong, are you like, we did make the playoffs. We got our, we were up, what, 27, 27, yeah. 27 or whatever. Like, is that how you view that? Or is it just like so demoralizing the way it ended and you can't really think about the positivity? Yeah, at least in my job, you have to flip past the demoralizing into, okay, how do we get ready for next year? And it can't be just looking at one game and say, all right, this is what happened in this game, how we fix it. You have to look at the whole season. Now, typically... You know, in the playoffs, whatever your weaknesses are, they get magnified in the playoffs. We saw that. Like, there were points of the game where we had to run the ball when they knew we were going to run the ball, and we just didn't get that done. Um, our third down defense, you know, third long defense through the course of the year wasn't probably where it needed to be. Shows up in the playoff game. So those are mm. things we'll look at. Mm. Um, that's but, something you but, see that we don't but, see. But mm-hmm. try not to look at, hey, look, this is how we played in the second half of one game, and that's how we're going to try and, you know, kind of fix this moving forward. So... But yeah, the demoralizing part, that's the plane ride home next couple of days, and you got to flip and get ready. What did you see from your head coach this year that you didn't see maybe in his first year head coaching? Uh, I think with anything else, because I know when I was a first-time GM and then the second year, like the second year, you know what's coming. Um, you can anticipate what's, what's going on. Like my first year, I'm moving on the fly. Um, he has great time management skills because you're talking about a head coach that often Hey, he did change. Oh, hey, yeah. he changes. You know, like first year, the only conversation was – Oh, Brandon Staley, this guy's fucking up fourth down again because it didn't work or it did work. And it was like, Brandon Staley, stats guy's going crazy. Feels like he took that all in and adjusted a little bit. I enjoyed watching that from Coach Staley. 
Yeah, I mean, he takes in the information that he has, you know, on a really play-by-play basis and makes decisions off that. That's all what those analytics are, is just trying to help us make really good, solid decisions. Um, and you're talking about a head coach, you know, in really all sports, but you're making split-second decisions. You're on the field in real time. Um, so having that data helps you make those decisions. But um, just seeing him maneuver through this season, you know, we had our ups, we had our downs, which almost every team does. But we had a tough stretch in the middle of the season. We pulled out of it, and we won four or five straight at the end of the year to get in the playoffs. And, you know, just didn't quite take it far enough after that. Well, it had two two great quarters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the playoffs. Best team in the league almost. Yeah. took pride in that, I assume, that your boy showed up in the big stage there in the first half whenever they show up. Like, okay, the stage wasn't too big for our quarterback. The stage wasn't too big for our coach. Like, we came out and did our thing. I think that is certainly a silver lining in that whole thing. I, I think so. You know, coming off week 18 to go into the first week of the playoffs, we're on the road cross-country, Saturday game. Our guys are ready to play. Um, coaching staff had those guys ready. We played really strong. But, you know. You know the Colts gave up a 33 nothing lead. Yeah, so it wasn't so you, can, you can kind of put that on the wall if you like to. Mm-hmm. A place you used to work has the worst in the history yeah, of the game. This season was wild. Did you, did you get a feeling about that or no? Like it was very – it was tough to predict what was going to take place every single week. Some teams were like incredibly hot, then they got ice cold. Like you guys said, you had a middle stretch yep. there where you kind of got a little – why is that? Do you think this year was different football than any other year? I no? don't think so. I mean, you know, Philly kind of ran, you know, from being, beginning to end. But everybody else usually has their different, you know, ups and downs. Like even the year the Rams won the Super Bowl, they had a – you know, beginning of the year they didn't start real strong and then they finished strong and then played well in the playoffs. Just like the Bucks the year before. Just yeah. like the Bucks, yeah. So um, – I think that's just kind of normal, and that's what makes our league so great is uh, you don't just have a couple teams that are out in front of everybody else, and you know everyone has their ups and downs, but that makes it competitive. Tone has a question for you. How do you feel about um, <clears throat> what it, how do GMs feel, how do owners feel if like one team just go out and gives a guy a fully guaranteed quarterback contract of like the most money of all time? And you have a quarterback that, <laughs> that is on news. a rookie contract <laughs> uh-huh. who is certainly going to be due someone in Los Angeles. Yeah, I think that's what turns. Is that what you meant? Long, right along those lines, yeah. Yeah, he, he frames the question very nicely. <laughs> yeah, certainly, certainly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, certainly. Um, it doesn't have effect on everybody. Like, you know, we'll, we'll do what we have to do. I know in our situation with, with our quarterback, we're pretty confident we're going to get in a place that he really likes what the contract is. We'll be in a place that we can still build a competitive team, a championship team. Those both can be true. I just think, you know, when I look back, you know, when you were playing, you know, Peyton's last contract was a big contract. And um, actually, I have, a, I have a three-ring binder, blue binder, in my office that says Peyton Manning on the side. It's been sitting there for, since I you know, be, took the Chargers GM job. But I have all my notes in there as far as what Chris Pulling and Bill Pulling did with that contract. It was a huge contract. Um, and then how we're going to build the team having all of this money on, on the books. Mm. The only thing that's different then is the, the rookie wage scale was different then as it is now. It's a little easier now. More money goes to veterans, a little bit less to the rookies. Um, so we'll have it easier. But there's no doubt you can get to a place where you can have a veteran quarterback who makes a lot of money, because they should, but still build a championship team around it. And that, we're just going to build a team differently. But you can do that. Mahomes deal like? Is that what it's going to be like, you think? Long term? We'll see what the structure looks like, but, but we'll, we'll be able to get that done, and we're just going to build the team appropriately around that. Are you in the middle of doing that already? Because what? We're coming up on it. What year is this for? Oh, yeah. Four? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You, yeah I, you know, from our end, you know, after his rookie year, when we saw what we had, 
your mind's already moving to, okay, when will this take place? What it's going to look like? How are we going to build the team? So that, that kind of never, never. Oh, so you already have like dry erase board on uh-huh. what it could look. And then $230 million guaranteed comes your oh, son of a bitch. Cross that off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we got to do this. Wait, because it is. It's you guys. It's Cincinnati. Yep. It's Baltimore that are yep. the first ones yep. affected from that deal. Mm-hmm. When that takes place, is there like a memo sent or a conversation that happens? Or does that not affect your, like, because you said it affects everybody differently. It affects everyone differently. I mean, we'll look if a contract is done before ours. We'll, we'll look at it and see what aspects we like and we don't like. The agents will look at it and see what they like, what they don't like. In the end, we'll get to the right spot. You know, I'm not believe me, I'm not losing sleep over it. I, I, I was losing sleep over having you know we had Philip Rivers, the Philip Rivers era. But I knew like this isn't going to last forever. So unless we have the next quarterback, there'll be somebody else in this seat you'll be talking to. So that's where you lose some sleep. Of, <laughs> yeah. Who is you know who's this next guy? You know, so we found the next guy. We found a franchise quarterback. You know, paying him is, you know, that's not, I'm not losing sleep over that. Herbert, uh, for this past season, was awesome. So he good. was awesome to watch. He was incredible to watch. I feel like he developed leadership, maybe. Is that from watching outside? Rip, felt yeah, like he looked injury, like a lot more of a leader. Is that an accurate depiction or no? I think it's just natural growth and maturity. Um, our, my first year, or my last year at the Colts when Andrew Luck was there, I mean, he was a young player. Even though he was probably our best player, he wasn't a leader yet, I don't think. He felt uncomfortable. I think he felt yeah. like uncomfortable because you're this young guy. You're young, you walk in the locker room, you have teammates that are maybe older, married, and may have kids. Vinatieri was in the locker He watched Vinatieri <laughs> kick yeah. it for the Amsterdam Admirals as a mm-hmm. child. Vinatieri's in the locker room. Then he comes in as a rookie, and Vinny's like, hey, you're our leader now. That's a yep. tough spot it's for the youngsters. underrated aspects. But I think as Justin gets older and he matures a little bit, just naturally, he's a natural leader. Um, He's not going to be the loudest voice in the room, but you don't have to lead to be the loudest voice in the room. Um, but I did see that, too. I, I saw that kind of come along, which is natural. Tough, dude. What do you have? A skeleton underneath his yeah. lungs? Cartilage yeah. was underneath his, Jeez, his, his ribs? Yeah, yeah rib cartilage, time. yeah. yeah and just, that was like second week of the season or something. Kansas City. First Thursday. He's a dog, huh? He yeah. is a dog, he quietly. Is. Yeah. Yep. I met his dad out at Oregon when we did game day. I got a chance to chat with his dad because he was kicking field goals in training camp. Do you see that? Did you tell him to stop? Uh, this year? Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. bombing balls. Like 45 yard field goals. I think he was just like stroking through, no problem at all. I asked his dad. His dad told me, like, oh, we're a football family, and a massive part of football is kicking field goals. They used to play in their like living room with uprights on the walls. Like, <laughs> they love football. Like, he is a football. So, this, this makes sense because uh, his rookie year, where we're going through COVID, and we're going through all these different emergency things that could happen. And, you know, we don't have a, a backup kicker, backup punter, backup long snapper all the time. So at the time, we're like, all right, if, if we need a backup punter, what position player could do it? So we asked a couple guys, you know, to, to kind of try out. And uh, Justin said, you know, I punted in high school. So I got a ball, and I, you know, simulated the snap this way. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Hey, so, that's real deal. Yeah, right that's real deal. Spin and everything. So um, <laughs> he shanks the first one. And I'm like, all right. He's like, I'll give me another one. He, he gets another one. He hits it like 42 yards with like four or five hang time. Turnover? And then, it- yep, yep. And then did it again, did it again. We're like, all right, that's, that's it. We know you can do it. So he's a, he's a natural athlete. Loves fo- That's amazing <laughs> to hear. The dude's for the brain. He's an absolute dog. But then when I chatted with his dad, it makes sense. Like, literally grew up, like, respecting football. Like, this is what football is. His dad, very firm, mm-hmm. handsome. His dad <laughs> is a 
handsome gentleman. I'm like, I love this guy even more. Gets to the playoffs. I'm happy he took that next step. I think we're all excited to see what the ceiling is for Herbert, which we're nowhere near. Connor has a question for you, Tom. Yeah, Tom, obviously you're one of the best gems in you know the NFL, and because of that, you've put together a team that's unbelievable, and you got good guys and studs all over the place, which kind of sucks because now you got to figure out how to pay all these guys. Do you have GMs, especially this weekend, kind of coming up to you every day like, hey, Tom, how about, you know, can I check in on a Keenan Allen? Or to a, where? To, or, or to New England, sure. Yeah, the first thing I said to you, hey, stop being an asshole and trade you know, <laughs> Keenan Allen to New England because that would be the right thing to <laughs> do personally. Yeah. But hey, and Khalil Mack, you got all these studs. Is Howie Roseman, you know, calling you day and night? Or there are a couple teams that really are just kind of peppering you, checking in every day? Uh not too much, but this is the time, usually when we're in Indianapolis, where teams will look at other teams' rosters and kind of see where there may be some areas where you would talk. Yeah, so those, those discussions go on here. Not those specific ones you just mentioned, okay. but those type of discussions, <laughs> yeah, they definitely happen here. Because we're, you know, we're all in the same location. You know, we all cross each other's paths every day, so that's, you know, those do go on. Derek Carr flew out here, and this yeah. is not about your team, obviously. You don't need this. He has meetings with, like, four different teams out here. Is that normal for Indianapolis? Is that kind of what combine experience is? Is that normal? You know, no? that, you know you, typically there's not a player available because he's usually available after March 15th. Got so it. the fact that he's actually available now is just different. So, yeah, this is a little bit new, mm. but, it, you know, pretty convenient for him. A lot of planning before you get here about what you, who you want to talk to, how you want to talk to, or as it kind of develops through the week here, you figure it out? Uh, you know, there's a lot of planning. You know, we'll, we'll talk. Like our college scouts are kind of planning on what players we want to talk to uh, with our formal interviews, with our informal interviews. In the end, we'll talk with everybody, but you only get so many formal interviews. Um, you know, we'll talk to, the, to agents about our own players. Those will go on here, but uh, – yeah, there is a plan that goes into it because you only have so many, you know, it's a tight time frame this week and a lot of work to get done. Ty has a question for you, Tom. Yeah, Tom, last year, uh, kind of to Connor's point, we were talking about, you know, like how good your team is on paper. And you said you hate that term because ultimately, like, it doesn't mean shit, you know, like yep. what the, the team that plays out there is, is the team that matters. But how hard is it, especially after you make the playoffs, like how difficult is it like being honest with yourself saying, hey, these are really the areas we need to improve? Like we're obviously very good. We made it to the playoffs. But how difficult is that conversation with yourself? Like, okay, this is really the area we need to improve on next I mean, that's, year. That's a great question because you really got to be honest about where you are with your football team, not just me, but everybody else involved. Um, I think it's important for us that when the season ends, take we, we take a step back <laughs> You know, kind of reevaluate where we are and then get together and just discuss and talk about things. Doing it in season is so hard because um, you're kind of, you know, looking at each week individually, but sit back after the season, discuss it with the right people. And um, you just, from our standpoint, you're really never looking at the positives. You're always looking at what, you, what can you get fixed, what can you make improvements on. That's all we ever talk about. We never really sit around saying, well, we got Keenan Allen. He's a heck of a receiver. No, we're trying to, you know, what else we need to get done. So you're always looking at the negatives more than the positives, unfortunately. Oh, so you said third down defense. What's that? So That's we it, need yeah. uh, a nickel? Yep. Yeah. Yep. What, a, right. what, are we, what are we looking yeah, at here? Another D tackle. What's the deal? It's, get, like, it's a combination of players, you know, development, coaching, the whole thing. It kind of all. If, so it was just, of, if it was just like adding one player, well, that'd be easy. Spent a lot of money last offseason, right? Mm-hmm. Made some plays. Oh, yeah. Khalil comes in, JC. JC yep. Jackson JC comes yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Who else? You guys spent some money. Bose is getting paid. Kyle Van Noy. Van Noy came yep. in. You guys Kyle, made a Kyle, lot of moves. Gerald Everett. Hey, yep. he, he started. Um, he told us 
Well, I think somebody else told us, and then we had to ask him about. Oh, I think yeah, it was your uh, your commentator crew. Yeah, they just yeah. ratted you out yep. immediately. Mm-hmm. Just I immediately, care. I asked DJ. him. I was like, "What's going on, with Kyle Vinoy?" They're like, "It feels like he's taking more of a leadership role. Like, feels a little bit more comfortable." And then we asked him, and he was like, "Yeah, he got to a point just like you were talking about with Herbert and Luck. He got a little bit more comfortable. I think being a little bit more of a leader in a, yeah. br- a brand new locker room. He was obviously. Are you going to be active in free agency? That's not something that was normally your mo. I don't yeah, think. I mean, we we cannot be as active this year as last year, just based on you know the space that we have. So we won't be as active. We'll still look to add where we can add, but it won't be anything like last year um but if we can ask like you know we signed kyle after the draft last year and he was tremendous i mean we knew he was a great leader but um yeah. we really saw like his play in like november december just went like this and then his leadership you know being around more comfortable with the guys he was tremendous but you know we signed you know bryce callahan late in the process great name bryce bryce had a great <laughs> year for us so that may be more than more the market we're in this year, but we'll kind of see how it plays out. Uh, does Eckler just have a touchdown incentive? Mm-hmm. Dude just scores touchdowns. All he <laughs> yeah. does is just score. Yeah. That, that might have been the most sure bet of the year. Oh, yeah. Eckler, anytime touchdown. And then two touchdowns was pretty much like every game. He's remarkable, that dude. He really is. And he does it all. What, and he does all the things as far as pass protection that nobody really talks about because you can't really quantify it in fantasy uh, points. But pass protection – you know, obviously, you know, catching out of the backfield, running the ball. He does everything for us. He's just a great player. What do you think about the combine? Is it losing its luster or no? We had Rapport on. Rapport mm-hmm. was talking about how some of the coaches aren't coming anymore. And I guess it makes sense for coaches not necessarily to be here, but I feel like personnel and staff probably always going to be at the combine or no? I mean, the combine is, is, is as important now as it's ever been. It's just that I think we've found different ways to be more efficient working. Um, COVID. Exactly. I mean, I've learned a lot of things from COVID, so – you know, as far as when we come here, like how efficient can we be? Like there's certain things that we need to be here for, but there are things like, like, do we need 30 people watching the short shuttle? Like, just give me the time. I don't need to watch the short shuttle. No, everybody has their different times. Remember? Mm -hmm. But again, so there's a lot of things that we do. We've always done. I think we can get better at, um, but the combine is important, but we've kind of, you know, there's different ways to kind of handle this. I think we've all kind of changed a little, not all of us, but I know we've even changed a little bit. So how's SoFi coming? We enjoy it. Great atmosphere. It rains in there, though. Yeah, yeah rain, bro. That place Did you hear about that? I think it blew in on the sides, didn't it? The- yeah. No matter. Well, well, yeah. I mean, it rained way. in there. It was slick. Bro, yeah. we were there. We were standing there on the sideline. We have no idea how we got to do that. We were. Call- Did you hear about this? We were calling I the national- about it, yeah. on the sideline, just standing, walking the perimeter oh, of the field right. while the national championship is happening. SoFi is beautiful. Those field suites – Mm. Yeah, quite a racket you're running, Tom. It seems like quite a racket, <laughs> Tom. I, I don't know if that's necessary. Like yeah, but yeah. that stadium is beautiful, top mm-hmm. notch. And then once it started raining in there, we're like, this seems to be inefficient. <laughs> but it was in Los Angeles. It was raining in a dome. It's not a dome, well, it's I guess. It's not a dome. Yeah, it's a canopy. It's a covered stadium mm-hmm. or a canopy. I don't know. Yeah, indoor whatever outdoor, it is. Indoor exactly. outdoor. How do you feel about that, though? Because obviously that is a conversation that took place, what, three years ago, I yep. think, with the Chargers whenever you guys were in the MLS stadium and then going into SoFi. And then now you've got the face of the franchise. You make the playoffs. SoFi's beautiful. It feels like everything's really going in the Chargers' direction over there. Yeah, that's the plan. The arrow's up. You know, we just got to keep it, keep it moving forward. So, you know. Back-to-back winning seasons made the playoffs this year, but we got to take it much farther. But yeah, we've got a quarterback in hand. We've got a nice group of players around them, both you know some veterans and some younger players. And it's a beautiful stadium. And really, the the fan support this year, really coming from the soccer stadium and then moving to SoFi in the first year, it was it was COVID, so it was empty. So then the second oh. year, like, what is it really going to be like? Sure. And it was much better than I ever would have anticipated. Just, just didn't know. It's you know we're new in the market, new stadium. 
Um, but, the, but the amount of Charger fans has been, it's been tremendous. Do uh, you still think about having an entertaining brand of football? Because Staley comes in, mm-hmm. and we talked to Staley. We're thankful that Staley came into the last oh, yeah. office, last combine. And he, he almost made it a point, like, we play an entertaining style of football. I think you said the same yeah, thing. I totally believe that, yeah. Yeah? Yep. You think about that when you're scouting people, too? I do. I mean, I, to me, like, you know, playing 13-10 football is not exciting football, obviously. It's, it can, if it can win, great. But we want to win. We want to entertain people on the way to winning. And plus, where we are in Los Angeles, that's what you have to do. Um, so we want to throw the ball. We want to have an a offense that gets the ball down the field. We want to have an exciting defense. And, you know, that's the style of play. And, and you know, Brandon is an aggressive play caller, uh, both on defense and in game management situations. We kind of want that identity. That's awesome Hell to think yeah. about. Go ahead, yeah, Tom. We were just, I was just, I, like, talk, we were talking about this year. Like, the teams that seemed like regime turnover were teams that their record wasn't good, but they also didn't score points. Like, teams where their record was not good, but they were scoring points and, like, were more exciting. It seemed like those regimes got to stay versus the regimes that huh. didn't score points. Interesting. And we're also – because the fans are well, – like, if you're well. scoring points, the fans – I well, guess we'll give you a little bit of a break, but if you're not scoring points, like, well, and, and, if it's and, miserable to watch yeah. and you stink, like we happen to have a suite yeah, sure. that yeah. was six figures and then has an escalator to it all of a sudden mm-hmm. out of nowhere, yep. and it was tough to watch. Mm-hmm. That was a tough brand of football to watch. A lot of turnover. It's like you heard fans get louder, though, because it's like we're supporting you. You're not as good as we thought you were going to be. And it stinks. Like, we're not the, obviously the Colts aren't the only situation. That's like, I, so I appreciate the fact that you have that, like, in mind. Like, also want to have an entertaining brand of football. That's a real thing in the business that is the NFL, I think. Yeah, it is. You just can't give up, you know, that wins and losses are number one because fans are entertained when you win. But there's definitely a, a style of play that we think we can play to entertain our fans. What are you doing uh, to combine with these quarterbacks? Do you, do you have your quarterback? So do you even look into it? Do you do scouting for other teams because you know that another team's going to draft that Ooh. quarterback? Like, are you trying to get as much intel as possible? And what do you think about the current draft class that's coming out? Um, I mean, I'll Where say, are we deep at in this class? We, we look at it differently because I know when people talk about deep and you know, weak, they're really looking at the first round, maybe the first and second round. We're kind of looking at the whole draft. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I'm a to GM. Be, I got to actually. I mean, this is, I, don't, I don't have media. Okay. I don't have time to do that. But is this a good draft class, you think, in your eyes? I'm, I think so. I think I've, I've seen a lot of players that we like. You know, we have seven picks right now. We got to find seven players out of the group. I think we can do that. But um, the quarterback class. You're happy you got <laughs> Herbert, huh? I'm glad we got Justin right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Colts need a quarterback. So, yeah. so are the Raiders, though, in the division. Yeah, that's good to news. Your point. Hey, yeah. your division. Your division. I mean, hey, that guy's good over there in Kansas City. Yeah. Yep. They're unbelievable. Dynasty we're in the middle of right now. Yeah, big time. Chargers always playing well, though. So what is that? Is that always? Mm -hmm. I mean, that was Herbert's first game, right? Yeah. Herbert's first game came in against the Chiefs. Yeah, first drive. Knocks him out. Sets the tone. Is Chiefs a thought in your – because remember, okay, what was dude's name for the Houston Texans? Charlie Casserly. Yes. Charles Casserly. He was supposed to take Reggie Bush. He does not take Reggie Bush. He takes Mario Williams. They ask him, why'd you take Mario Williams? I got to sack Peyton Manning. That's what I, I got to get to Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. Is that how you have to think whenever you're talking about building your team? I mean, you can't help but not think about it. I mean, we know we have to beat the Raiders. got to beat the Broncos. got to beat the Chiefs. Um, but you can't help but there's always be looking at how we can stop Mahomes. You can't. So it's, it's part of your process. It's part of our process in the draft as we talk about different players. Um, fully knowing that, you know, you need 10, 11, 12 wins to get in the playoffs, so you have to beat some teams outside your division. But when you have, you know, Andy Reid and Brett Veach and Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, you know, 
how are we going to get past those guys? So, yeah, those do come up. What are your relationships like with other GMs? Pretty good? You guys all pretty kosher with each other? I think so. You know, most of us kind of came up in this business, been in this, you know, doing this a long time. So you get a chance to meet guys, you know, before they're GMs. So you kind of know them before then. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cordial. Oh, coming up in the business. Here we go. You know Jeff Saturday well. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that hiring, the interim? That was a big convo. Obviously, you're so, in your own yeah. world. You got your blinders on doing your thing. Wow. Oh, that was a loud, loud conversation in the world whenever Jeff Saturday got hired. Obviously, they win. He goes undefeated first weekend. Yep, that's right. Play, actually played the Colts in, in Indy. Yeah. Got a yeah. chance to watch your team operate yeah. against Jeff Saturday's team. What did you think about that whole situation? Well, I mean, I couldn't help but I mean, I was surprised. I just hadn't seen that done before. Um, you know Jim, though. Yeah, but I like outside-the-box thinking, and I just, but I do also think that you know, putting someone in that position, you know, it was tough on Jeff. I mean, just walking into, you know, a situation with, you know, hadn't been there at training camp, didn't know the coaching staff. So it was a tough situation for him. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was surprised as anybody. You know, I, I didn't, did not see that one coming at all. See, we lo- I love Jeff. You yeah, know well, Jeff yeah. very We all know yeah. Jeff very well. And I was, like, just happy that a player got an opportunity to do that because of what we were talking about before we went on air about, like, AQ, 12 years in the NFL. He wants to be a coach. He's fixing printers and getting coffee for people mm-hmm. at 4.30 a.m. Like, you're not going to get a lot of some of our best football minds after a great football career to sign up to coach just because you got to go back. This is just how it is. This is how it's always been done. Yep. So I like the fact that it was like, all right, we're getting a player who has a great mind, who has done a lot for the program. He's in a ring of honor. Putting him on a fast track almost to coaching. Was hoping he had success. They they, they did not. They, they, that, 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 but they didn't have success beforehand. That's no, why exactly. Even, they had flashes. That's why I even got. A, that's why I even got the gig. Mm-hmm. That whole thing is fascinating, though. The whole coaching hiring process. You're happy you don't have to do it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's the most difficult job you have. Probably in all professional sports is hiring a head coach. It's a hard process. If you look at the success rate of all, you know, baseball, basketball, football. I mean, the success rate's not high when you're hiring a coach. So, you know, the Colts go outside the box, you know, I'm all for it. Maybe we need to really look at how we hire. Um, we're lucky where we are right now, but it's tough. It, it really is. It's hard. Um, what, did, what did Staley do in the interview that made you think, like, this is the guy over maybe somebody else? Was there something that you can, like, pinpoint? I don't, it, it shouldn't just be one. If it's just one thing, that, that, that wouldn't be good enough to hire somebody. But it was an overall approach, how he's going to handle the team. Um, and then secondary to that, how he's going to handle the defense. Um, and, and then how he's going to handle game situations. So a lot of it, it's, it's really trying to take in as much as you can. So when you're hiring a head coach, or at least how I looked at it, um, you are going to look at, um, you know, the interview obviously is important, but, you know, what's his body of work? What's he done on the field? What's his either defense or offense? What have they done? How have they played? That's part of it. And then trying to vet that person with people that don't have agendas, which is hard, to try and find, you know, really, you know, very objective um, information about the players, the pe- people that you're hiring. So those were the three things that went into it, and he just really you know, checked off all the boxes. For Hell me. yeah. Well, happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much for stopping by. A lot of negotiating this offseason or no? Oh, yeah. I got a, I got a lawsuit you can dive into. Yeah, <laughs> I need you. If you want to take a peek. Just go down to Mississippi. Do you have anything to say, actually? About yeah, do you want to say anything <laughs> about me being sued, you know, yeah. for anything like that? What are you being sued for? Well, defamation, dude. It's a yeah. whole thing. I mean, it's... We didn't break the news. No. We just talked Reported. about the Reported news. Reported on it. Right. And then now, I'm going to get deposed. That's going to be must watch. You, you know, have a lot more lawsuits coming from all over the place. That's, oh, well, that's, that's, the, the, that's the point. That's, yep. that's why I'm being so like, like a lot of people are telling me like, don't, why are you talking about this? Because I don't have a lawyer. I'm going I'm to have to hire one, obviously. And I'm in the process. I've been interviewing lawyers. I've been doing the whole thing. And a lot of people are like, stop talking about it. You're only making it harder. It's like, 
No, I'm not going to. This is not how this works. Like, I am not just going to lay here and just take it, Tom. I think I've been like this probably forever, though. That's kind of how I've I... I've got a guy at Ice Miller. You might be able to... <laughs> here okay. he yeah. At a baby, Tom. Right All right. Street. I appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, have a great combine week. Good luck with everything. And thank you so much for making the trek up here to the Thunderdome. Boys, any last questions for Tom? Yeah, just one. We have this conversation a lot. As a GM, because Staley's a defensive head coach, do you get worried that if you guys have you know the best year that you've ever had, your offensive coordinator is mm. going to get plucked, and then all of a sudden you're going to have to kind of reset a little? It's like a scared mentality. I, I mean, mean, you're not even close. Back up a little, Tom. <laughs> Tom, back up a little. It's just like a scared mentality to have. That we, don't want to, we want to make sure our offensive coordinator is not so good that he gets taken away. So you no, that's not. Right? We're hiring yeah. the best person we Kellen can find. Moore. Kellen Moore. And, oh, uh, Kellen, why'd you hire? Kellen, what you see in him? He had a lot of success with Dallas, obviously. We got uh, we got lucky; he was available. Really, um, yeah. The, the numbers kind of spe- you know speak for itself in Dallas. I think he'll fit really well, and you know he'll, he'll be a head coach someday. Hopefully, if, you know, a couple of years down the line. But you know, we're gonna hire the best person there, and you know, fully knowing that, yeah, they may move on. Yeah. Same offense? No, new offense. It'll be a new offense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not a thing you have to like. That's the whole conversation. Yeah. And Herbert like, will just have to keep having to reset his. Offense and learn a new playbook and all that. You don't live in your fears. He's though. smart. He's smart. Mm-hmm. He can handle it. Hey, we're going to pay him a lot of money. I think he can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, general manager of the Los Angeles Chargers, Tom Telesco. Hey. Shout out to the man that just joined us. And although it is Tom Telesco Tuesday, there's another guy joining <laughs> us that this is Super Bowl season for him. Yeah. His brain is large. He does incredible research. Formerly a scout. Now he's the big brain that's on NFL Network chatting about all the players that are being scouted at this combine. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to move the sticks. Daniel Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jeremiah, thank you for making the trek to the Thunderdome. You're the fucking man. Oh, you guys are too kind. Can I, can I just say a thank you, by the way, because... I'm getting ready to have four days of calling 40s, and you kind of get repetitive saying the same thing over and over again. But thanks to the show, I've got a new one I can use, which is that guy was running like he just had some bad tacos. Boom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Hey, free Boom. of charge. Shout out. Yeah. And if he poops yeah. his pants, it'll probably help him. Hey, in Indy, too. Like, there's a lot yeah. of lot – yeah. how yeah. about this guy? How Unbelievable, man. 27 years old. I know. And I, I just saw the clip, so I saw the social clip. And then I'm like <laughs> – about 30 seconds in, I'm like, I knew the whole story. And I'm like, there's still a minute and a half. Like, what, yeah. what else is there to yeah, tell? Yeah, we in. But you, got, you went a little deeper than I thought Glad you to. would go. How about was, the toilet yeah. closed? And, that, by the way, the, the, the Lulu underwear. I, I've, I've been on a trip before I didn't have enough, and I've had to go. Bingo. Not cheap. No. no. They weren't. I never yeah. buy That clothes. was a tough sacrifice. And I kind of left out. It took me about four hours to clean the poop off Oof. the walls and the floor. <laughs> how do you get a new bathroom? I mean, Just, it, it was tough. Let's move into this, because you're an incredible scout. Right? Yeah. That's why you are the person you're at uh, in the job that you have. Formerly a scout in the NFL, now with NFL Network, breaking it all down for us. A lot of guys to scout. What would you say about a 27-year-old who pooped his pants? Yeah. <laughs> Does that help you? Well, I mean, I, I like the fact that he plays with urgency. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. That's yeah. a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? High-pressure player, kind of. Yeah, think he left it. it all out there. He yeah. did. First so, one, so, one yeah, first one in, last one out. <laughs> sure. Toilet, first actually, one he out, was, and last actually, one Actually, he was the last one in. Yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. A little bit late. <laughs> Guy's not hurt. There's no... Uh, I cleaned the shit out of my bathroom, so that shows some sort of accountability. Yeah, yeah. If you break it, fix it. Bingo. Boom. You would do that every single time. Bought Lululemon underwear. That's good. That's commitment. That's commitment. Put my pants on the field. I'm still going to keep playing. We're proud of you. I'm driving that guy. Bingo. 
We're also proud of you, man, because Not honestly, uh, we've watched you on the internet for a long time, mm-hmm. and now you are the authority, basically, during Combine Week and scouting of the NFL, and you help us out immensely, so we appreciate the hell out of you. Let's talk about this Combine. Obviously, yeah. the quarterback conversation is huge. You're going to have to do a lot of it this week. Four out of the top five guys are thrown. That's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Is that normal? Is that not normal? And what are you excited to see out of these guys? Not recently. I mean, recently it's been kind of the in vogue thing, just wait to your pro day and, and do it there. So I love the fact that we're going to see a bunch of these guys throw. Are you going to make sure you talk about, like, if they miss, like, never thrown with this guy? Like, I, I hope, Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope for the future that this sets a precedent, like, Hey, get out there and compete and throw a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think GMs see a lot out of that when guys choose to throw as opposed to opting out. I think it's a good thing, not no, a bad thing. It's a great thing. And you're not going to hurt yourself. I, you you want to see these guys. A lot of them haven't been under center. You know, and I know it's a shotgun game even in the NFL now. But still, it's a chance to just watch them move around with their feet. You can see how the ball comes off your hand. But, the, you know, the timing that in, in the accuracy is going to be spotty for all these guys. You don't know these guys you're throwing to. The, the line changes with who you've got and who you're, who you're with. So I just want to see the, how they spin it, how the ball comes out of their hand, and how they move around. Let's talk about the guys. Anthony Richardson's stock is going to Malik Willis oh, yeah. this year, right? Or this year. That's, he, it is going to go through. Remember, Malik gave his jacket to a homeless person he did, right? on the street here in Indianapolis. That yep. was just a part of the whole thing. Threw mm-hmm. the ball, ran well. His highlights at Liberty were incredible. He, gave his, he was almost going to be a first-rounder after nobody even knew who he was before Indianapolis. Plus, Anthony Richardson is going to be that guy this year. I think he's got more ability uh, than Malik. Like, there's more. Well, and also, he played at Florida as opposed yeah, to. But like, you mm-hmm. were you at the uh, Utah game? The I was not. Dan Orlovsky. Okay, was maybe or, I heard somebody talk Orlovsky about it. Orlovsky said he was loved Orlovsky. him. At the, yeah, like I've said, if you were if you were in in an alien spaceship and you landed, and that's the only week of college football that you watched, and you watched every game, you'd say that's the best player in the country. Like he's that gifted. So it's all there. It's just a matter of, you know, getting it out of him, going to the right place. I think he needs to sit. I know there's some disagreement on that. Mm. You have a guy who's raw. Some people say, ah, oh, he needs to play and get, no. To me, this is the Mahomes plan. Let him, let him sit, let him learn, let him develop, clean some stuff up, and then you, you could have a huge payout. What do you think about C.J. Stroud? What he did against Georgia, he used his legs more. That was the big conversation around Ohio. Is that the conversation around the NFL as well? Yeah. And it was, even with me individually, when you watched him, I'm like, okay, everything's on time. He's outstanding. He's just, he throws a beautiful ball. He can make every type of throw. Um, it, everything's natural to him. It just looks so smooth and easy. When he had to move and reset, his accuracy tanked. You didn't see him really mm. make as many plays with his legs. And then all of a sudden you get to the Georgia game, and he's you know he's creating all kinds of stuff. Now part of it is because Georgia gives you the opportunity to do that because they're getting so much heat on you. Um, but the old scouting adage is if you can do it once, you can do it. So I know it's in there. I know we can do it. I just wish we would have saw more of it. You, did you hear all the Ohio fucks? Mm-hmm. The Ohio fucks, AJ and the boys over there in Ohio were like, this is what we've been asking for him to do. <laughs> didn't have to. They get to the college football playoff. He didn't have to do it. I assume NFL teams are going to want to see him move because that's where the game is headed, you're thinking? Yeah, you got to be you, you got to be able to create. And it's not like you're not asking him to do what, what Anthony Richardson does, who's got like 60, 80-yard touchdown runs. I just want to say, hey, if you get a free rusher, can you make this guy miss instead of just taking a sack or you know mm-hmm. throwing the ball away and give us a chance to make something happen? And that was something you just didn't see a lot of. So the fact that he can do it is, is encouraging to know that you know hey there's that's in there that's part of his game it's gonna have to be you can't to be a statue in today's the league you you can't do it anymore i don't want to harp on this because we've talked about it but it is combine week and he's potentially the number one overall pick bryce young's talent outweighs his size yeah i I think it does i don't think i don't think he fits for all 32 former scout in the nfl yeah Potential GM someday, which is the person who used to have your job, got a GM title and a GM job. Mm -hmm. TV, that happens. You're dialed in. 
you think there's going to be people that are just like, ah, he's small, but the guy's a freak. Is that what the conversation is about Bryce Young? Yeah, I, I, you know, you have to talk yourself into the size. And I've had buddies around the league when you talk to them, they're like, dude, I know how much you love him, but you got to see him in person because he's just, he's, you got to see it. He's just not big. Coaches are going to be um, very anti Bryce Young. Yeah, well, you know how it is. They all want the prototype. Yes. Um, but well, to- because potential mm-hmm. can get your ass fired. You know what I mean? Like, I think scouting departments potentially see the talent and everything like that. Football coaches, though, are going to be like, look what they, they but, give but us a guy who's going to break. I, I think, though, it's too part of though, Pat. I think you're going to see him. You know, I don't even think they, they don't do the weigh-ins where you go to the weigh-ins anymore, but it would be one of those deals where the first time you pass him in the hallway, you're going to see coaches like, no way. There's no way. We can't do this. And then they're going to sit in the room with him, and they're going to listen to this guy talk ball, and he's going to talk about every protection that they're running. He's going to talk about where guys are coming from, and they'll be like, this guy's like a savant. And they're going, oh, oh really? And they'll wow. they'll change their tune. Oh, is I, that I the talked case? To, I talked to coaches at Alabama that said, "You play on Saturday, on Sunday. You know they have a team of zillion guys yeah. working there in the, anal, in the analyst department. All, so they, all fired coaches, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they give them. They have a packet of the next team you're going to play on a Sunday. So you play on Saturday night, Sunday morning. You come to get your treatment at, at the facility. They give you your packet for the next week. Most quarterbacks." On Monday, they, they're going to watch the tape of the previous game. Okay, let's dive into this. What do we got here? We'll work on this throughout the week. They said he'd show up Monday and be like, hey, I don't really like this 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 route against the coverage we're going to see with these guys. Like, he, Oh, he, that's he, the most damn. important thing. He had swallowed the whole thing and had a, had adjustments he wanted to make protection-wise, route-wise. And he said a lot of times we ended up incorporating what he was doing because it was really good. So he didn't win. What's that? He played at Bama. Yeah, mm-hmm. Didn't get it. Didn't yeah. win. He's at Bama. Yeah, oh, in terms of winning the ultimate thing? Yeah. I would say if you watched last year's draft and you saw the 900 Georgia defenders that got drafted, (laughs) and you watched the SEC championship game when his receivers were healthy, and it was a track meet, and he was going up and down the field against all those NFL dudes, and then the receiver hurts his knee, Mechie's out as well. He's got no wideouts the second time they play him. So. I've seen him against an elite, elite, as good as there is, literally the most talented defense in college football history. You can pull up the numbers, but I want to say 450 and you know four or whatever. Hey, you love Bryce Young, it sounds like. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Okay, oh. you're changing the way I think of it because yeah. I, I haven't met him as a person, and I didn't know any of that stuff. I just look at just like stats pretty much yeah. about the quarterbacks are going to get hit. Yeah. Like quarterbacks are going to get hit, mm-hmm. and these are big fucking dudes, especially 100%. if they're going to change the sling yeah. and yeah. the slam thing. Right. Like there is going to be hits that come. If I am drafting a guy, I would like to see him survive. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him make it. You think that because brain acumen is the biggest, that yeah. is the most important yeah. part of it all. He can make every throw. He's a baller. You think that that is something that's certainly going to outweigh everything. Look, if he's in a draft and I've got my choice of six foot six Trevor Lawrence or Bryce Young, I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. Strictly because of the six I'm foot saying, six. Survival. I mean, he's, he's, he's a, they're similar players. This guy's got the size. To me, I think the gap is players between him and Stroud. I just think he's a better player. So all things Ooh. equal, I'd much rather have yeah, – obviously, we all want bigger guys – there's not a Joe Burrow in this draft. There's not a you know. There's not an Andrew Luck. There's there's not a, uh, a Trevor Lawrence. So with what we have in this draft, I think he's clearly the best one, and I think he's one that can go out and be successful in in the right spot. I think I think Indy is the perfect spot for him. Really, wow. and Jim Irsay loves him. 
Yeah. Jim Mercer. Well, do you do you think he was just uh-huh. sandbagging so, there? I don't know. Like that would be funny if they decided to use Steichen's press conference as a work. <laughs> you know, and him and Chris Ballard mm-hmm. are both working in there. That sounded like an off-air conversation that carried into a press conference. Yeah. Because Chris Ballard does because Chris Ballard said, or trade back, right? And mm-hmm. Jim goes, oh, This guy loves picks over here. <laughs> you could hear like Jim and Chris yeah. conversation off-air taking place up there. Yeah. That guy from Bama looks pretty good. It was like I think that was Jim telling Chris again yeah. what he said off air, yeah. on air. But who cares? If you're going to get to number one, you're going to get to number one anyways, which I think the Colts might make a play at some point. I just feel like with them specifically, like of all the teams that could make a trade or go up there for a quarterback, it makes the most sense. Like Carolina, you think? I think even more so for Indy. I, I just think Indy's been on this veteran carousel for so long and trying just a short-term, short-term, Jim. short-term. I think their team's good enough where I don't think they're going to be picking all the way up here again. So this is your shot. You're there. Just just make it happen. Go get the guy. And don't sit there and wait at four and cross your fingers that the guy you like is going to be. Well, and Jim Irsay has tweeted, obviously, go up to the top, please. My relationship with the Chicago Bears goes back more than 60 years. I mean, he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jim Irsay is a lightning rod. He is awesome. And he's riding a bear at the Lincoln Park Zoo. His dad made his money in Chicago. Mm-hmm. HVAC units, I believe, for every building in Chicago. That's where he got his money. Then they go, obviously, go to Baltimore. Then they come over to Indianapolis. <laughs> I don't know who created the patent for the HVAC. I mean, that story sure, has obviously right. been told in many different ways. <laughs> but I think Jim grew up in Chicago. Is that a, a, that's a real bear? Yeah, him and Putin, oh, yeah. bro. Goddamn yeah. right. Yep. That's what they do, bro. And, and, uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? The MMA who does Habib. this stuff, too. Oh, Habib. Habib. Uh, yeah, Habib. The whole, yeah, I think yeah. everybody He's from like that country. He's like full on wrestling yeah. those dudes, man. Oh, yeah. Those videos are yeah. insane. Yeah, the internet has really allowed us to understand <laughs> that people do a lot more with bears than I thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, people are a lot more loose with bears. Jackie Moon and Precious. Dicking with them. Yeah, man. like Jackie. Smacking them. Oh, look at this little fucking. Semi-pro is my only time of thinking that. But then on the internet, it's like, over there in like uh, Dagestan and Russia, yeah, yep. they Crimea, just, they just like bears are dogs almost. Oh, my, that's crazy! Like I, I'll give you my one bear story. They'll too. always beat us because of that. I Cocaine think. bear now too. Yeah, that bear. I'm loves in Alaska, Coke. family vacation. We're at, we, you take a little float plane into this little area, right into this oh, little little small. lodge, and then they've got uh, they cook the salmon for you and all kinds. You see the glaciers. So the kids are little, and I'm like, it's I got to do something to entertain the kids while we're kind of waiting for the plane to take us back. I'm like, let's do it. I'll do like an obstacle course, like race. So I set this thing up on the grass. All of a sudden, a bear's coming out there. And my little daughter, she's, she's head down. Like, I got to get her head up as a runner. Oh, she's God. head down <laughs> like this. And I'm like seeing my, I'm like, oh my, I'm like sprinting out to her. I'm like, stop, stop. And she thinks I'm just trying to make it so that my son wins the race. I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, it's a, a bear. Yeah. It's like a real bear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's amazing to think about you. And uh, this is what a scout would do, by the yeah. way. All right. Let's put a little three cone drill out here. <laughs> See, and, your little daughter, kid combine. and your daughter, competitive, like, oh, my dad's trying to screw me over right here. I ain't even thinking about it. <laughs> Happy to hear nobody died from no, that no, bear. No, we're good. Yeah, that's great. That might have been the bear. That's that kind of what it looked like, yeah. Hey, congrats to that bear it's being good. a cool bear, not a cocaine bear, because I think if it was a cocaine bear, your daughter... Has anybody seen that, by the way? No, we just heard Bill... Yeah, uh, Bill said Bill's the best movie ever. Our photographer, Bill McComas, Billy, uh, also the guy who codes on YouTube, mm-hmm. he said, good movie. Dumb yeah. movie, he said, but good movie. He said that One the bear really loved cocaine. Like, that's been everybody's big takeaway, is that that bear loved coke more than anybody else. And I'm very pumped mm-hmm. to kind of watch. Let's go with the last quarterback in this whole thing, Levis. Yeah. Out of Kentucky, right? Numbers not that good. Kentucky, not that good. Yeah. He has the body type, though. That's what everybody's thinking. And he can spin it. We saw some clips where he can spin it. And Hendon Hooker. 
who yeah. we are a big fan of. Happy to see he made your top 50. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't feel like there's been enough talk about Hinton Hooker. We thought that as well, mm-hmm. actually. You know, he's a, he's a good player. I think, you know, with all the age and the injury, look, you should be thinking about things in terms of four and five years in the NFL. Everything can change. If you tell me right now, I'm going to get four, five, six years of, of really above average, borderline, you know, close to elite quarterback play, who cares? Take guy's it. older. Take it, man. Let's. So to me, his tape was really, really good, and he's accurate. He's big. He can move around. Uh, you know, we'll see where he ends up going. But I, to me, I think if he didn't get hurt, I think we'd be talking about him as a first round pick. I agree, and that was a video of Hendon that he posted from his workout. He can fucking spin it, bro. Yeah. massive hands. Yeah, spin saw him hold yeah. the ball. Yeah, he was on our program. Yeah, and we we basically told him like. Hey, we're a big fan. He was there with beans. What yeah, be- Bush's Bush, baked beans. Bush's baked beans. beans. Nice. He, he was there with Bush's <laughs> beans, and he had the hooker beans, I believe. Yep. And I obviously game day went to two Tennessee games. Yeah. So I got to see a lot of him, and I got to see the reaction of him. I got to meet his parents. I got to meet everything. I love it. Dude, the guy is. I feel great about him. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see where he, it's, it's an intriguing guy. Where, he where, do you, where is he projected? Well, I, I, mean, I put him in my top 50, but I, I think he's probably in that second round range. But, like, I'm looking at a team, the Saints, right? You're, you're picking in there. Yeah. He's better than anybody you, that you got there. I take him over Andy Dalton at this point in time. We already know what Jameis is, you know, good or better. Great leader, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I take a shot on him. Hypo's offense is a lot of option routes, too. So yeah. he's thinking pre-snap and post-snap mm-hmm. down there in Tennessee, and they had a lot of success. The hard thing with that offense, though, is they literally spread you from sea to shining sea. I mean, they're like two yards from the sideline on each side, and then they put Hyatt, the track star, in the slot, yeah. and for some reason See. everybody in the SEC thought it would be a wise idea to put a safety down there over him, and he just throws vertical after vertical after vertical after Hits vertical. it, though. Oh, it's beautiful. Which yeah. is a big deal. Let's talk but about Levis. it's a Levis. different. It's going to be an adjustment for him just playing in a little more condensed environment. Let's talk about Levis a little bit. Yeah. Puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Yep. Eats bananas with the peels on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that he's an independent thinker. Like, <laughs> yeah. as a quarterback, I like a unique guy mm-hmm. who is his own person. Is it all just because he looks like an NFL quarterback that people like him? Or what do you think the big hype is around him? Because you call it Kentucky was not ever really yeah. in the conversation. No offense, Kentucky. They'll come back in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Love Kentucky. But they were never really in the combo. Is he going to do well at the combine? And what do you think it is about Will? Yeah, I mean, he's got... He's got everything you want in terms of the size, the arm strength, the athleticism, the toughness, the competitiveness. Like those are all the pluses. You watch him last year; they were better, better offensive lines. And they had Wandell Robinson out there, so we had somebody to throw the ball. Let's see, to. third rounder uh, offensive line. They got a guard who's going yeah. third round or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So this this year they didn't just didn't have a ton around him. That doesn't excuse the fact that he was not great on tape when you watch him. Now, one of the things that I didn't, you, know that. That I didn't he's got a he had a toe injury, I believe, mm-hmm. on his left foot, and I think he had his left shoulder. So I didn't know that when I'm watching him, and I'm literally taking my notes, and I'm like, dude, everything this guy throws to the left, he's totally closed off. He's working against himself. His accuracy goes down you know, big time. And then I find out later, well, gosh, he had a toe. He had the shoulder. He didn't run as much. Like the year before, I think he had nine rushing touchdowns. Like they used him more with his legs, and like he didn't – like he couldn't. He was hurt. So you got to factor all that stuff in together. Um, and then he's supposed to be somebody, again, who's really smart. They rave about him from all that. From all that. I just – there's a zillion sacks and there's a ton of turnovers. So at the combine, when I'm sitting in the room with them, if you're a team, we're gonna sit, we're gonna watch these turnovers, we're gonna watch these sacks, and just tell me what you know what you see, what happened, and maybe you come out of that feeling a little bit better about it than, than they you did got beforehand. him like top five quarterback, top four quarterback. Is there gonna be a quarterback heavy top ten, top? 15? I think so. There's just enough teams that need them, and they're all. I feel like they're in the same divisions. Like it's the South, the NFC yeah. South, and the AFC South. Everybody needs quarterbacks. Yeah. So. We know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, and the the the, the thing in. about the 
you know, with the Texans and the, the Colts, is it's like a two-for-one because not only if you go up to get one, not only do you get them, but you keep them from a team inside your division. Yeah, oh, D'Amico, yeah. obviously, and the Texans are going to get hungry. Connor has a question for you. alluded to yeah. it earlier. Yeah, of course. You know, Mac Jones and the Patriots took a No, step that back. is not. I was talking oh, about okay, Jordan Jordan okay, good. Yeah, 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 yeah with <laughs> Tight ends, and this actually does go with Mac Jones and the Patriots. Yeah. Patriots love tight ends. Yeah. How good, you said before we came on, you know, the, the draft class this year is very deep at tight end. Are there, like, Kyle Pitts-esque players because that, you know, obviously he was fourth overall, got drafted yeah. very high. Are, are there guys like that that might make an impact so early, or do you think because of the quarterbacks being, you know, so many needy teams for quarterbacks that those will get taken in the top five, top six, and then we're going to see two, three tight ends in the first round, or what do you think? I think we'll see two or three in the first round later in the first round. Uh, I don't think you'll see one go in the top ten. Oh, really? No, but I, I think – like Kincaid for me is unbelievable. Who's but that? Kincaid from Utah. I think he's the best tight end in the draft. Better than uh, he's, Mayer. He's just more sudden. He's more explosive than Mayer. Like you can watch. Wow. I don't know if you pull up his. If you pulled up Kincaid's numbers, just look at look at what he did against. I know USC's USC. defense wasn't yeah. good this year, but if you the first game he had against SC, I was watching the targets, guys. I'm sitting there, so you can go through the video and you can sort it and just watch all of his targets for the year. And when you're doing tape on all these guys, it's just one after another after another. And so I'm sitting there going like. I think I just dozed off because I think I've been watching this guy catch passes against USC for the last 30 minutes. Like, did I, and I, I, I literally like, pulled up the boxer. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy had like 15, 16 catches in that game. Um, but he's, he's more dynamic. He's going to be – I think he's just better in the passing game. Mayer's an all-around tight end, complete tight end. But everything's going to be kind of those combat catches, wall-off catches. He's kind of always around guys. He's not really getting away from guys. Those are both first-rounders, you think, Mayer I think and Kincaid? Yes, yes, and I think you'll see Darnell Washington from, uh, Six, from, seven, from Georgia. Mm-hmm. What a freak show. Dog. This tells you about Georgia. So their offensive line coach was my offensive line coach at App State, home of Luke Combs, by the way. Uh, Long guys cold broke my heart. Sang that with Luke Combs. <laughs> yeah. On the hill? On the rock. Oh, that's I was jealous. What's I that called? Jealous. App State. On yeah, the yeah, rock? Ab, yeah, the rock. Yeah. On the rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up there. We had a great time. Gorgeous. Was beautiful. The scenery was amazing. Bro, that was like yeah. my second week on game day. Was it really? Yeah, it was like, and then they, Luke Combs comes awesome. walking up, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this show's a little different. Yeah, yeah. Being on game day is a little bit different. That place was amazing. They oh, treated know, us so very beautiful. well. I loved it up there. Think and about that. I final play get, win, I think. I know, yeah. They won on the Hail Mary. What yeah. a day yeah. up there. Insane. I, went, nah, nah, I think I'm the, still the only person who ever went from San Diego, California to Boone, North Carolina. <laughs> hey, it's beautiful, though. I loved it, man. Hippie. A little bit of a hippie feel up there. A little bit of that vibe. A little granola. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Good folks. Um, nice to me, man. But I'm talking. So- I slept under a bar that night. That's right. right. Yeah, you nice. weren't able to did you sleep. Go by the Dan- did you go by the Daniel Boone Inn? I s- was that. They have great biscuits there. So I didn't get to have any biscuits. We yeah. stayed at like, um, you know, that's the thing about game days. It's very difficult to find hotels. College town. Because man. if we're going to the game, yeah. it's the biggest weekend mm-hmm. of that school. And if we're deciding to go there on a Monday or a Tuesday, yeah. four days beforehand, it is going to be difficult to find hotel rooms. So that's like my second week there. I am low man on totem pole. <laughs> so we get to stay at this beautiful like uh, boutique kind of hotel. Yeah. But it had a bar in the, the main level. It had like a little dance floor thing. Okay. And they're like, here's your room, sir. And they opened up like this closet door. I went down these steps mm-hmm. and my room was literally directly under the bar. And it was sounded like they were having a great time. <laughs> sounded like they were having a great time. It was a beautiful place. But I was like, oh, I'm in it this year. Like I'm in it for the long – because yeah. like the people behind the scenes at game day are – immaculate like hard-working great people would do whatever so they're kind of putting an interesting spot too but i was like i need to get a bus i thought about buying a bus literally after the app state weekend <laughs> yeah but we walked around the campus we saw a bunch of different places 
that place was amazing. That's I could see why you would get from San Diego to App State. Luke Combs is a dog. No. By the way, he flew from Wisconsin to App State, then back to Wisconsin because he had another show. And all the App State kids, as soon as the uh, show ended, sing, sing, <laughs> sing, sing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is your life. Like when you're a singer, like, hey, just shut up and sing, pal. He was uh, very nice, very accommodating. But anyway, sorry to get off. No, track. no, that's a great. Loved that's a great, App State. Loved well, it. I, I'm, I love hearing that. So I, I talked to my buddy who's the offensive line coach at Georgia, and I'm talking about some of the Georgia players. And I go, all right, coach, tell me about the uh, – the athletic freak tight end and he goes well he's not in the draft i go no the other the other athletic freak tight end like that's how loaded that place is bauer's the best tight end of the country he's not eligible but when you see washington he's going to be six seven two seventy he's going to run like in the four sixes no damn he's a freak so he might slide up he can go in the first round yeah yeah because that there's not a lot of those humans around he's like he's like mercedes lewis with a jetpack I mean, that's bring him to indianapolis yeah well you got you already got tall tight ends you don't use so why would you yeah, why Great don't we throw the ball? I like the young tight end, the rookie from last year too. The What's big his name? Kid, the, uh, come on, the the, the big kid. What's his name? Sticks. Come on, from brother. Virginia. Yeah, uh, transferred. Yeah, from Oklahoma State. Yep. To Virginia. Here we go. Bella. What's his name? I've got 330 <laughs> names. For 31. This year. Anyways, we need to play him yeah. more. What's that guy's mm-hmm. name. Give me the name. Jelani Woods. Oh, Jelani Woods. Yeah, yeah. Jelani Woods, man. I was loud about Jelani Woods. Yeah. The season ticket marketing uh, that the Colts are actually doing. Uh, across social media is after Jelani Woods catches his second <laughs> touchdown in a game and he's six seven, you know? Yeah. And I'm standing in I'm standing in that suite and I'm like this literally and he and I are eye to eye with each other. <laughs> and I'm looking in the eyes of a dog. Like yeah. this dude is a we never get we never put him on the fucking that. field, bro. I don't understand. He that. wasn't even on the field for a lot of things. I'm like, what are we Mo Ali Cox is the other tight end we have. Yeah. Great player. I'm a big fan of him. Can we not put both of them on the field at the same time? I don't. If you got a six foot seven guy that can move, you yeah. get him. And I think a lot of people are going to say that about Darnell. Do you yeah, know? and he's a, and he is a mauler in the run game. Like Jelani was a good blocker. I mean, that's what he did at Oklahoma State before he mm-hmm. transferred. Good this time. dude is like. You think he's a first rounder? Yes. Yeah. It's just he's a so freak. three he's a tight rare. ends are going first. And then I, I wouldn't sleep on Sam you know, Porta maybe. Musgrave too from from Oregon State can roll. Mm-hmm. He's going to oh. run. He's going to be six six <laughs> two fifty. He's going to run the low four fives. What's fastest forty we're going to see this year? Uh, I think it would have been the AM running back, but I think he's a little nicked. A chain. He's got crazy, crazy speed. The corner from Oregon's gonna fly. Four, uh, Gonzalez. Two. He'll run I think he'll be right on the line, four three, maybe a little over, maybe a little under. So, so people have gotten much faster, haven't they? It's stupid. Why have humans gotten so much faster? I don't know, but it's not even like that. To me, it's still the most impressive thing is when you see the big guys. Darnell, you're saying he's gonna run a four six. Like, Ke- yeah, like, like uh Keon White from Georgia Tech is gonna be two hundred and eighty plus pounds and he's gonna run the four sixes. Like how? That's not normal, man. No. no. How, how does it happen? You think? What, what <laughs> I, is it? I, I think just the combination of diet and training um, is different than it was years ago. Ty has a question for you, Sticks. Yeah, I noticed that you didn't have Sam Laporta going in the first round, which makes yeah. no sense because he played in the work for the worst fucking offense ever and still you know, <laughs> did, had like 55 catches. But uh, obviously, 130th out of 131, actually. Yeah, so, so bad. Too bad because if you would have played the good news is the they SEC. made changes, though, right? Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Like, same, same. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. Well, no, there are a couple of asks, but like, if, like the offense has like over like 125 yards like he'll, okay. he'll hit some bonuses oh you got a quarterback like you got a quarterback. We do have a quarterback. Cade, right yeah. Cade. Oh, yeah, that's right yep couple michigan transfers but uh obviously it's impossible to predict but yeah. we've seen already them talking about so many trades happening in the first round do you think it's going to be a trade heavy first round this year or not necessarily well i think trades are always dictated by the premier positions and if you were going to rank the positions you'd start at quarterback and then you'd go edge rusher and those are 
positions where we have a lot of guys. Oh, edge rush, we're yeah. big this year. Yeah, it's a great group. I think I have 10 in my top 50 uh, are edge rushers, so it's a good group. And with the you know with all the quarterbacks, you just had Tom Telesco in here and calling the Charger games, you see it in the AFC. It's like every week you're playing one of these other cyborgs. Like These yeah. quarterbacks are unbelievable. You can't have enough pass rushers. You can't have enough corners. Like You just can't. How about offensive line? Because isn't the old adage that these modern-day offensive linemen can't put their hand in the dark, can't move anybody, you're not right, coaching right. offensive line, and in the NFL you don't have enough time Time to coach them because of the limiting on the practices. Do you think there's going to be some offensive linemen that are going to change the game this year? I think it's a solid group. I don't think there's you know a premier premier guy like I love Slater when he came out. I, Slater and Sewell to me are better than any of the linemen in, in this draft. Yeah. Um, Slater Chargers guy too. Yeah, so he's. I don't think we have one of those. It's a good group. I think the interior guys. There's a handful. There's not many of them, but there's four or five guys that are ready to come in and play. That's going to be late first, early second. You'll see those interior offensive linemen go. Tony Diggs has a question for you. Sticks. You can bet on the draft. Uh, and you just talked about <laughs> edge rushers. Jalen Carter, Will Anderson. They're basically a pick 'em. Who goes first, defensive player? I mean, is it? Am I crazy? Thing is definitely Will Anderson. A lot of hype around Will all year, mm-hmm. always. Um, I, he, I he gets talked about like Aaron Donald gets talked yeah. about. Yeah, I, I just think though it'll come down to what team, what you're looking for. Because to me, like as a scout, it's harder to find Jalen Carter. Is great. I love Will Anderson, my second player. But to me, it's harder to find the interior guy than it is the edge guy. Who's your first player, Bryce? I have I have Jalen Carter as the number one player. Will Anderson's the number two player, and Bryce Young is the number three player. Holy hell! Yeah. Who's number four? Uh, six yeah, yeah. No, no, number four. Who do I have as number four? Is it we can pull Ness, it up. No, no, no. I have, I have, uh, I have. Uh, oh, uh, Bijan Robinson's number four. Oh, wow. Ooh. What's Whoa. there's something going on with him right now? What what happened? He's there's a lot of headlines. Well, everybody's Bijan. just like, when do you take the running back? He's a freak show. He's an absolute freak show. He's as good as any of those top guys we've seen go up there. And everybody's oh, the, the value of the running back. I can make a case, a strong case for one team that I think should take him. They'll never do it because they don't do it. But the Philadelphia Eagles, because they have the Saints pick. They're picking ten. Normally, I don't. My philosophy on running backs: I'm not against taking them in the first round, but don't waste their carries. Like they only have so many carries in their body, right? If you look at it, four, five years, six years of mm. elite carries. He's had work. Why are you going to waste those on a bad team? So if you're picking up there in the top ten, you're usually a bad team. You're going to waste this guy's prime. You're not even any good. I like the idea of having a really good team, and then you drop the running back in there, and then all of his carries matter. The Eagles are right there. They're picking 10. Every time this guy touches the ball matters for the next four years. Right How about prime. Pacheco coming out of the seventh round? That, yeah. That's to your point. Go yeah. to a great team mm-hmm. and you're a running back that's good. Everything is that's meaningful great. and you can add to it. Absolutely. How did he slip to the seventh? He was height, weight, speed. He was a little bit stiff. I think it was one of those deals in scouting. Sometimes we get, we get enamored with what the guy isn't and, and don't accept and appreciate what he is. He was a little tight, but he's straight line Ooh. speed power. What can happen this week? Is that the type of thing that can happen this week that can kind of knock some guys? Yeah, no, the, the, to me, the, the team or the group that has the most to gain or loses the corner position because if oh. you run slow as a corner, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really hurt your stock. Like, you don't need to be 4-3, but there's a big difference between, you know, being 4-4-5 and being 4-5-8. Like, that's going to cost you a lot of money if you end up in the ladder. Yeah, just because this is open in the NFL and this, when a receiver does this one here. Yeah. Yeah, that's how people make a lot of yeah. money. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how. Well, I mean, it's like, and people say, okay, well, what about <laughs> yeah. what about wideouts? Well, if I'm a wideout and I run four six, the corner that's with me has got to be running four six too because he's riding right with me. And then can I get in and out of a break? Do you have that quickness? If you're if you're a corner who runs four six and the receiver runs four four, yeah, you ain't close enough. That it ain't gonna matter. He's yeah, gone. There's this going on again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, let's go ahead. Do that guy tone. Uh, speaking of wide receiver, Quentin Johnson's a favorite to go uh, first wide receiver. Do you think like? 
I feel like this wide receiver draft, is it not as good as ones that have been in the last recent years? Hold on, hold on. This was good question, great question. This was the thing that we were talking about. Younger wide receiver group because of seven-on-seven, because of Mm one-on-ones, because of the way football is in the high school level, college level, and content. Like, Mm -hmm. guys are working on routes. Guys are mossing people every single day on the internet. We thought that it was just going to be a factory. Wide receivers are going to be better. This is not a year for that? It has been that way for the last handful of years. And it's like not like good players, like elite, special, you know, Hall of Fame future players. Like it's been unbelievable. And not only the high-end guys, you've had the depth of the number of guys where you're getting guys second, third, fourth round, big-time dudes. This is just one of those years where I think it's kind of an aberration, but we don't have that this year. And I think it's a flavor. It's a flavor draft. I don't think there's a premium big-time guy. It's just kind of what you're looking for. You're looking for the route runner. You're looking for the height, weight, speed. Mm. The Quentin Johnson's a tough one for me because – he has the height, weight, speed. He, he's got a lot of drops, so he doesn't have real consistent hands. And they don't ask him to run every route. And so if you look at the Big 12 and you study the wideouts that have come out of there, man, it is, a, it is a not a good hit. It's the lowest hit rate of any conference. Like, it's not good. Like, I, over the last, like, however many years, I think there were 17 of them that had gone in the first three rounds. Why, is it because they're all wide open in those offenses? Yeah, it's a the- different game. Yeah. And in the, last, in the last 11 years, there's been six corners drafted out of the Big 12. They don't cover. They don't have any defense in that conference. So you've got nobody covering these guys. You've got these simple spread offenses where they're running three routes. It's it's hitch, post, or go. Um, that's it. They don't have a full complement. So hmm. it hasn't been a good – I mean, you can go through the list of the names. Like the three that have hit were CeeDee Lamb, who was a great route runner, um, Lockett, who was a great route runner, and then Marquise Brown. There's only three guys I think that have had a 1,000-yard season in the last however many years. Coming that's out of wild 12. to think about because you just assume Big 12 pass happy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of yards. Mm-hmm. Those guys are going to be guys. But then a lot of those yards are just wide open catching things mm-hmm. like this. Connor has one for you. Yeah, you mentioned uh, in the top ten the Eagles being there and obviously the Colts, the Cardinals. It feels like there are teams that are like really close mm-hmm. in the top ten. Because of that, do you think there's more pressure on those guys to not make the right pick but add to their team right now? Like The Cardinals have the most important position. You said quarterback. And yeah. if they get a guy like Will Anderson, does that immediately change who they are? And same with the Colts. Like If they get C.J. Stroud and he comes in and he doesn't have to grow and he can play right away, like are they a team that you think can actually threaten to make a move and go to the AFC Championship or further? I, you know, AFC is so stacked, yeah. but I do think those teams are close. I would throw the Raiders in there. You know, mm. coming into the last year, we thought the Raiders, you know, yes. come off a playoff oh, season. Yeah. They still have a lot of really talented players in that group. So I feel like if they can get the quarterback thing figured out and get somebody that fits with their coach, that that could be a team that is, you know, goes from picking in the top 10 to being one of the better teams. Hey, you're going to have an incredible week. We can't wait to watch you on NFL Network, pal. When's oh, it all start? Thursday? Sure. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Wednesday? <laughs> uh, I think it's that. We have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're Andrew, is that right? Yeah, sure. Topher, come on. Fucking give us an answer. Wake up. <laughs> By the way, Topher, do you play golf? Yeah. If your name is Topher, you play golf. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> Who is this crew that you got? Uh, so here? that's PR. That's NFL PR. It's the best and the brightest right Hey, there. thank oh, you. Wow. Thank you for everything. Woo! Paffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't, don't mm-hmm. no Padre in. questions, Pat. I mean, come on. Well, man. I actually was going to say Joe Musgrove broke his toe already, so you guys no. fucked. Sorry. Yeah, but, yeah, but you paid Manny. The, the yeah. Dodgers just lost their shortstop for the whole year. It's a good point. What? We're fine. No, we're fine. We're fine. That guy's paying money, man. What do you see? What he gives Soto? He'll give Soto over five hundred million bucks. Yeah, well, he gave Tatis three hundred million. That guy's a fucking cheater. So. Whoa! Oh, wow. <laughs> He's just trying to rehab. Tried a little something to help with the rehab. Hey, just a little expediter. Yeah, Never. I hit a home run in here yesterday. Did I you really? saw it. Yeah, Jet Passing was on talking about the shot clock. You like it? 
I love it. You're a big baseball guy. I love. Yeah, my parents have season tickets. I love the Padres. I've been a huge baseball fan. San Diego. I did not yeah. know that. Whole new time. Tony, Tony Gwynn. Oh yeah, Tony. In San Diego, our teams always sucked growing up, but we had Tony Gwynn and Junior Seau. That was it. That you watch the team just the to watch those two guys. Yeah. I don't know both about Tony Gwynn. Both of them. Yeah. All right, rest Tony's yeah. Both of them. yeah. Let's have a moment of silence for both those San Diego legends. Moment passed. Nice. Appreciate that. Have an incredible week. What do you got the next couple of days? Prepar- uh, preparation? Yeah, just yeah, just getting ready. We'll have you know, a couple run-throughs and do some interviews and rock and roll, man. You and Rich up there? Yeah, Rich. We're ready uh, ready to go. He's Whoa. he's the best, man. We just sit up there and just laugh. You know, we have a good time. Hey, tell him whenever the draft happens, like dreams are coming true. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like Love and, uh, Pumped about it. Yeah, you know, like the fourth, I, I, fifth, sixth, seventh round, Rich is about fed up with <laughs> yeah. every pick that we love. I love. I don't know how Rich keeps up with his schedule. Yeah. Honestly, at his duration of this whole sports media world, yeah. what he does during the football season is phenomenal. Yeah. It is unbelievable. Work ethic, next level. Big fan. Respect. That game day show on Sunday, I love that yeah. show. You're on there a couple times. Yeah. I love that show. But the draft, like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, Rich is pissed every single pick, it seems like. Nothing, yeah. will, nothing though, like when, when Mike The Blue Man group? When, oh my when, God. When they showed up? <laughs> oh <laughs> my yeah. God. It was set. awesome. See, he, and he gets frustrated with it. I enjoy it because yes. like, oh, I get a break. Like, this is, yeah, mm-hmm. bring the blue guys out here. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let the them, blue let guys. Them, <laughs> let them hit some, hit some drums hit and drum. shoot the money gun or whatever they were doing. I don't, anyway. It's a big time for you, though. It's fun, man. Like I, I sit and watch all these guys. My kids don't don't want to care if I come out and say, "Hey, let me tell you about this guard I just watched from Old Dominion." Like they don't want to hear that. So this is a chance to talk about all the guys you watch. Will you ever be a GM someday? Have you ever been approached? I, I've had offers to be the number two for you know a couple times. It's been a few years now. I don't really have any interest, Pat. To be honest, man. Pressure? Time? No, I just have balance. I have. I, I love the the work life balance I have right now. I don't miss my kids' games. Um, you know, I, I love. I still get to watch players, which I love, and I don't have to deal with the other nonsense you'd have to deal with. And, and all the stress that comes along with it, I can see my wife, so it's a win. All right. Well, maybe someday, whenever you decide you hate your life and want to do that, <laughs> we can't wait to watch it. And uh, congratulations on all the success. You've earned it all, pal. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, at Move the Sticks, Daniel Jeremiah. Yay! And uh, before we get to this break, Daniel. Yep. Uh-huh. Here we go. Uh-oh. Quarterback at mm-hmm. App State. Oh, that's no. right. Mm-hmm. Superstar. On the rock. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Daniel, all you got to do, okay, this is an easy game. You're in a suit. You look clean. By yeah. The way. yeah. Oh, my God, you look good the right shoes? now. shoes? Oh, kidding yeah. me? Oh, Cole Hans. Are those Cole Hans down there? Uh, uh, where are these guys? Uh, Cole Hans. Steve Madden? Good scouting. Yeah, good yeah. eyes, good eyes, good eyes. Oh, oh, yeah. They got good base. You know, they used to have that Nike deal, and they really came together, and then they <laughs> separated, I do believe, which pissed off a lot of guys who had Nike contracts. But nonetheless... All you got to do to move the sticks is move that ball Simple. into one of those holes in that net right over there. You'll get five opportunities there. Don't feel like you got to make the first time, but if you do, it'll be a lot better for all of us. Yep. If you make that thing in there, 20 people will win $500 who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in the same reply so we can pay them officially on Cash App. How about it, DJ? How do you feel? Uh, not great. This, this jacket's tight. But- yeah, take, it, it, off. Off. take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Yes. Okay. Built in. Okay. Smart. Self hate again. That's smart. That's yeah, smart. Respect. Ian Rapport did a lot of that. He said, I'm not an athlete. I'm small. And then he banked it off the backside yeah. of the whole thing and mm-hmm. won 20 people $500. Daniel Jeremiah. Oh, he's spinning it, though. Wow. He's spinning the thing's it. He's moving. Hey, you got good form, huh? You still. Daniel Jeremiah for 20 people oh. to win. Oh, going what? for the top right. right. That ball's a little I flat. Did. That ball's a little flat and a little thinner with the baby Duke. NFL Network. Wow. Oh, he's really going. Same spot. Very consistent. 
You got two more opportunities at a DJ. 20 people. $500. I'm in the same spot every Raw time. power. Right. Consistency. Raw right power. Ball's right there. Here, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Slow down. Let's fucking put the ball in. Huh? Let's what go. This what is your said? Super Bowl. I was an option quarterback. Can I, I can't flip it that far. It's like the I mean, you're throwing it well. You're spinning the ball. You're spinning the ball right now. All you need to do is just think to yourself, I'm going to put this ball in that goddamn hole right over. Think about Rap Sheet, okay? He's right behind you right now. Rap Sheet banked it off the back wall. It went into the hole. The ball wants to go into the hole. Look at that. That thing was dying to get in there. All you got to do is just let it happen, DJ. Yeah. Just let that thing spin. 20 people, $500. A CFO Phil looks on right over there, yeah. hoping that you missed this. We all hope that you bang it home. First attempt, last attempt. DJ! No. Oh! You got to make is adjustments. The, the Play basketball at all? Yeah. Or? <laughs> it's the jacket. Can you shoot a basketball or no? Yeah, I used to. But not, I mean, that's, this is like a half court shot. Ooh. Where, where, where do we have to go for the NFL three, right there. Oh, NBA three. NBA three. Sorry, not NFL three. And well, but this is an NFL yeah. three because it's smooth sticks. Yes, and he is the NFL. Bingo. All you gotta do, hold on, DJ. All you gotta do is make one of these. Don't. Whoa. What is your? Hey, your body language sucks. Teams would not draft. What is your problem right no now? Can we get a little bit of confidence? Can we get a little bit of an upbeat? If move the sticks, Barry. I hope we didn't record that because that's going to live on the internet for a long time. Yeah, it's a jacket. That's a fitted jacket. jacket. There you go. It's a beautiful jacket. Gorgeous. Oh, my God. Tom Ford. Look, he's got his neck. It is tailored. I mean, this is restricting. There's no way he was going to make a football. Oh, it takes the ear thing. Yeah, there's no way he was going to make it. Yeah, no more fucking around. This is an NBA three, by the way. You, you said that, but this is this NBA wise. three. This is where Dame Doll is shooting from. There it Boom. is. Oh, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. Maybe untuck the shirt too. <laughs> no, no, no. Give me one of these. Hey, listen, we did make those hoops a little bit bigger. So whenever you're shooting this, you should have a better mindset. Yep. It's like the Golden State Warriors hoops. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit bigger. The ball wants to go in. 15 people. $500. If DJ... Yup. Oh. oh. We got a ball. We got a ball. We got Two ball. more. Two more balls. Two more balls. I like you're going for the bank. I yeah, I love it, actually. Yeah. I love it, actually. It's more of a lock. Hey, you find your spot. You don't have to go from here. No. Yeah. You've been here a couple times. You might be used to it, but let's go somewhere new. DJ, 15 people, $500. Who retweet this video? Say something nice to somebody. There it is. Oh! Yeah. Put their cash tag in the same reply so we can pay you officially on Cash App. $15,500 winners because... The legend that is Move the Sticks gets wet from downtown. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Dana Jeremiah. Uh, Joining us now is our coach, the people's coach. Hell yeah. A man who made us better all season, and we can't wait to chat with him about what's going on right now at the Combine with the Competition Committee and the State of the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has beat leukemia. What? I think a broken fucking back. What? Heart surgery? Heart yeah. surgery. What? And just still just keeps it going. Mm-hmm. Paisano, Coach Pagola. Yeah! Oh! Look at that oh, hey, you look what? good. You look good out there. Wow. No, you, you look great, Pat. The Come boys, on. 
God, I've missed you guys. Hey, we've missed you so too. So good to see you back in the office. What a day you guys had yesterday. What a day today. Tom Telesco Tuesday. Come on. Yeah. I, I would have paid. You know how much money I would have paid on my vacation to be able to poop my pants? <laughs> Free, Coach. You can yeah, do whatever exactly. you want. Exactly. You don't do it right now, Coach. It doesn't <laughs> cost a thing. Coach, no. I, coach, I, 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 I legit. Sometimes, sometimes you. Go ahead. Sometimes you get to be a certain age and then. You know, you travel a little bit. We went to Mexico, had a blast. And, you know, sometimes you just, you know, not like normal routine. So, yeah, tra- yeah why does traveling? I'm proud of you, Connor. Exactly. Why does traveling kind of affect? Now, he did it in Indianapolis, so he did not yeah, travel, no. but it does kind of clog you up a little Different bit. Different bacteria in the water. Yeah, I did America. travel that no, day. No, 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 no. But, but I'm talking about like, Traveling does seem to. I always won't poop for the first like four or five days I'm there, and then so four or five days is a little long. But but like, <laughs> and then I'll just what? destroy a toilet like, yeah. to no end. That's a long time when you get yeah. you some fiber in your diet. No, I, I got too much fiber. I think. No, no, no. That, mm-hmm. I take a little fiber one thing, mix it in my water. Really, four or five days you're sitting on all that ah, fiber. Sometimes. Holy hell, that's Vesuvius no day six. Oh, South problems. Park. Oh my! I almost just shit my pants. <gasps> that's why, like. um we had a little extended break right yeah, there. I was coming back to do the program after Daniel Jeremiah leaves, and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" And it, it was a, and I had sure. to. Mm-hmm. I just blew some. I don't know what's going on. I'm pretty pumped about it. Does this mean I'm getting thin? We shall see. Your tan looks great. Thank you for complimenting mine. Uh, Southern Italy. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. I'm from Southern Italy, so when the sun shines on me, I get uh, third degree burns, and then I get tan, and then yeah. it's going to disappear by next week. So let's enjoy it. You look fantastic. I'm happy you and the wife got to go to Mexico. Hope it was a great trip. Let's talk a little bit NFL football here. Competition committees presenting a lot of things. We talked to Tom Telesco, the sling, not the slam. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the kickoff and punting stuff is being chatted about. Review stuff's being talked about. How does that whole thing work? And were you ever a part of the competition committee? Do you know how it all goes, and how real is all these convos, and how serious should we take them? Conversations are all real. I was never part of that competition committee during my tenure uh, in Indy. This is really the first, you know, step in the process. As soon as the season's over, Pat, they'll start to gather a bunch of information. They'll send a survey to all 32 clubs, NFL teams, and uh Coaches, GMs, they'll fill out that survey. They'll start to gather the information uh, from the 2022 season. All the things you're talking about, you know, from player safety, um, competitive balance, officiating, uh, of course, everything that transpired, uh, they'll start to, you know, formulate a a plan, get to Indy, have their meetings in Indy with the competition committee. You know, Rich McKay is is the chairman of that. They've got three or four executive vice uh, presidents on that board, Katie Blackburn. You know, with the uh, with the Bengals, um, uh, Stephen Jones is on there. Ozzie Newsom is still on there. Wow. I believe they have four head coaches, four head coaches: Vrabel, uh, uh, oh, Tomlin, yep. Rivera. Um, I believe Frank Reich and Rivera. Yeah, Ron Rivera. Those are the four head coaches, and so um, they'll they'll meet there. Uh, they'll leave Indy. They'll go back and they'll reconvene. The competition committee will reconvene. They'll view a bunch of videotape. Again, they'll review everything that they got from the meetings there in Indy. They'll start to draft uh, a proposal, uh, a booklet, if you will, on possible rule changes. And then once the annual meetings come up here in, uh, you know, I think the third week in March, that's where everybody, they send 40, 50 people from every club, you know, to either the breakers in Florida or they'll go to the Biltmore out there in Arizona. I don't know which one they're on. Beautiful. 
And so all this will be proposed, and they'll vote on it uh, at the annual meetings and, and see whether it gets passed or not. Third weekend of March, maybe in Arizona. That's interesting. That's great news, potentially, yeah. for what our office maybe has cooking up. That is off-air conversation that just <laughs> got realized there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems like a lot of work for this competition committee. The, there's still active coaches involved in that. Is it a lot? Of, this sounds like a lot, changing the game. In what are they? What are their thoughts? Like fundamentally, we don't want to ruin the game. We don't want to ruin the league. We got to make it better. Player safety, obviously, at the forefront of it. Well, how, how do you think the whole process goes? And that seems like a lot of bullshit to deal with on top of running a team or being a coach of a team. Is it? Yeah, I mean they're always looking to uh, make the game better, uh, make the game safer. Uh, from all the things that you just mentioned, you know, first and foremost is player safety. So. You know, this tush-push, the quarterback sneak, sneak, obviously, is getting talked about ad nauseum, um, whether they completely take that play out. What are your I thoughts, Chuck? That, what are your thoughts, Chuck? I, I don't think you take the sneak out of it, obviously, but the amount of people uh, that are sitting there pushing, I don't I don't think you can watch any clip of that thing and say, hey, look, this is, this is a safe play. You know, Tom talked about it. You get all those bodies. You can't stop it defensively. You just – submarine yourself underneath a mass of humanity and then you got you know a 235 pound 240 pound quarterback you know that whole deal where tom brady would take the snap jump show the ball drew Brees, grab the ball put it over the goal line those those type of things but yeah i don't i don't i think at the end of the day it comes down to player safety i don't think they'll they'll say hey look we're gonna do away with the push part of it but you can't take the sneak uh, out of the game. Uh, it's been in there too long and, and part of everybody's offense. But, yeah, from an officiating standpoint, the player safety standpoint, competitive balance, replay, you know, they're going to talk. XFL. Uh, again, uh, ad nauseum about, uh, about replay. Yeah, whether – I don't – there's no way. Do you guys think there's any way? So uh, we've been pitching this. become that – that transparent. What is it? The first, it was the second XFL, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. COVID. it was uh, COVID. 2019, I think. Yeah. We, as soon as we saw it, we're like, we were really loud and really obnoxious about it. Like, hey, this is what it needs to be. Just Xbox controller, somebody in the booth talking directly to the ref. Let us hear it. Because this is the same uh, review process as it was with the second iteration of the XFL. We're on a third iteration right now of the XFL. So we're a big fan of it because it allowed the fan to like understand why a decision was made. Like At least we could hear, like, ah, it's inconclusive. We can't really overturn it. We got to go with the balls out here. Like, I think it just gives an answer to people instead of us having to guess why they did what they did. But I think we asked some people of importance at the NFL on the show, and they were like, the NFL is never going to let those conversations be heard publicly, ever. Right? And that's kind of what you just said. Is that what you're thinking, yeah? Yeah, there, I don't think there's any way um, that they're going to do that. How come? Uh, they uh, they want to get it right. Believe me, I worked in that office. I was. Uh, grateful for that opportunity back in 2018 and we all understand just how difficult that job is to officiate uh, especially in real time uh we all got all the answers monday morning we slow that thing no down. no on twitter immediately i mean it's so 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 easy i mean even myself i find myself doing the same thing you know god that that's incomplete that, that's a fumble but i think at the end of the day they're never going to be that transparent whether that's right uh, or wrong, um, who knows? 
but but no, I I just think they're going to continue to have the conversations. They'll continue to look at uh, the rules. They'll continue to look at what is is best for the game and and protects the shield moving forward. Um, and then and then they'll 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 just keep moving along and and you know that whole discussion about full time officials is going to keep coming up uh, with the they'll issues that we, that we continually yep. have and just keep you know. They'll vote on they'll vote on certain things and and certain things will get passed and then other things get tabled. Everybody leaves the meetings, things will get tabled and then the owners meet again at another point. And so it's just basically thirty two in in the league and and uh, you know those those tough uh, those tough conversations, those tough proposals, those tough rule ideas that they talked about, you know, maybe getting voted on. Um, they de- they decide you know whether they get passed or not. And whether they get passed or not, 130 million people will still watch the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and we, the world will continue to spin, and the NFL's rigged, and mm-hmm. we'll still make 50 million people will watch the next week, and it'll just continue to turn and turn and turn, and hopefully they'll get it right. Hopefully the game will continue to get better, and we appreciate everybody's service in making the game better. It sounds like a lot of bullshit. Connor has a question for you, Chuck. Yeah, Coach, it felt like this year was the first year where it was public knowledge that there's chips in every single football. Is that something the competition committee will talk about like hey is this a year that we finally get rid of the chain game that's been here for you know a hundred years or whatever the hell it is and kind of make it much more efficient especially when it comes to like ruling touchdowns and things of that nature what was the name of that company sean payton was representing it was zebra i believe it was zebra yep yeah okay because of the stripes the barcodes Mm -hmm. ah yeah yeah, so yeah yeah because they a few years ago they they came uh at the combine where everything is you know gets introduced and talked about because we had the things, Pat. What was the deals we put in the back? Of your GPS, jersey? yeah. Some remember guys, Soviet? Soviet GPS is how it was told. I remember laughing yeah, remember so the, remember hard. All, Soviet. Remember we had, That's we had what all those said. guys sitting in the uh, sitting in the indoor, you know, with the doors up, and they'd have their computers over there. Oh yeah. You know, tracking everybody. What we call? I, I forget what we called that thing in the back, but they moved all, moved from those, and then they Just came up with the one it. chip in the jersey. You know, so next gen stats and all that could track everybody's you know, steps and things like that. But, and then they, they put them in a football, but you know, whether catapults, catapults, whether they ever get rid of the chains or not. Shut up, Mitt. Oh, catapult. Thank you. Yeah. That was Mitt. That was Emmett McMahon right there. Hey, that'd be Mitt. Mitt. Baby Mitt, yeah. Hell yeah, Mitt. Yeah. The catapult is what it was used. It was what it was called. Remember when they would come and they had, you know, hammer would come up to me and he had a paper clip. And they're monitoring, and receivers and DBs are going to run, right? A lot, yeah. If you decide to play DB or decide to be a receiver in the National Football League, you better be in shape, okay? Number one, you better be able to run really, really fast, and you better be able to run all day and all night. That's just the job description. And then we get the GPS, a catapult, and they start coming to me and saying, okay, look, coach, it's like a red-hot paperclip. He's run 10,000, you know, miles. And and that hammy's like that close. We got to pull him from practice, like Philip Dorsett, right? I'd be like, we're in preparation. It's it's a Thursday, third down in red area, most important day, two minute. There's a lot of running, right? And they pull those guys, but that's for another day, maybe. But <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the, that's, that's a gift the, and a that's curse. The hard part of that stuff. No, I, I think at some point with technology the way it is, shoot, we can. We're coming up with a, uh, a flying car, uh, mm-hmm. apparently, 
um, been talked about on this yeah, show. Honda, yeah, yeah. So we. I don't want a phone. I'm not like your generation. I want a flying car. I was told I was going to have a flying car. That's what Jim said. Yeah, I assume he's investing in that long term. But you're right. That catapult thing, when it was pitched to us. Literally, the only thing I remember from the pitch meeting was them saying, Soviet. Soviet, this is Soviet technology. technology. And I started laughing so hard. I'm like, all right, we're still describing things as Soviet technology. It is 2000, whatever at that point, 13, maybe 2014. And that was a big takeaway for me. Then they made me and Vinatieri wear them. So obviously I'm an asshole. So I fucking, I was sprinting downhill, downwind a couple mm-hmm. of days just to get my max speed. Then I hopped in a golf cart one day and just started driving in circles. So that thing said how far I went until I was actually stripped of my catapult. They said, what? we're no longer giving you. So you can make a mockery out of anything, obviously, if you're an asshole, which I, <laughs> I certainly am. But the data and analytics was fascinating because it was certainly good information to have. But I remember some guys being like, I don't want to know that I just mm-hmm. ran five miles because I'm, I'm getting in a cold tub right now. I don't need to know, like, oh, I just ran a f- whatever, 510K or whatever. Like, it was, it was an interesting. Well, how about, how, about, how about veteran guys that wouldn't wear it just because, okay, look, I ain't running uh, 19 miles an hour, 18 miles an hour. Now I'm down to 17 miles an hour, and it's just going to cost me my job. Yeah, there was a lot of conversation early, but now you know, everybody was. My, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, there's always the, all that stuff about. Chuck, you loved it, Tracking huh? guys. Oh, and, big fan. Chuck, you loved what? it, huh? You loved that thing, huh, whenever they forced that on you? <laughs> Huge fan. I did. When they started giving me that information, I said, you better get somebody that can explain this, put this in layman's terms. Well, you know, what's what's the, the other team's The load, load, <laughs> load. Did you, I love Barkley yesterday on Stephen A. talking about load management. Yeah. This guy's going to pay $70 million. He can't play basketball three to four days a <laughs> week. steel workers. Steel they're they're workers probably tired, too. Yeah. We're, we're, hiring, we're hiring bums. We're paying bums $200, $300 million. <laughs> Ty has a question for you, Coach. Yeah, Coach, in terms of the competition committee, how much difference of opinion do you think there actually is? Because like, it seems like every year we talk about, hey, they're going to talk about this different stuff, and and – more often than not, nothing ever changes. Do all these guys just agree on everything, or like, do they actually have some contentious, heated debates on what is best for the game moving forward? No, there's some great conversations, Ty, that take place. You know, once they all get in the same room at the annual meetings, every uh, head football coach, every general manager, uh, owners are in there, or at least some ownership, somebody from ownership uh, from every club. And so there's been, I've sat in those meetings and I've, we've had some long drawn out discussions and a bunch of head coaches, GMs, uh, people from the competition committee, they, they see it the same way. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, tw- you got to have 24 out of the 32, um, all see it the same way and be aligned uh, as far as getting things passed. But there's, there's a definite opportunity for guys to stand up and, and voice their opinion. Uh, I know that those guys, Having the coaches, having Tomlin and Vrabel, uh, you know, Frank's on there now and, and Ron Rivera, those guys were always vocal before. I know Ron was always vocal when he got those annual meetings about everything that was going on uh, in, the, in the National Football League, uh, you know, player safety, uh, football ops rules, whatever, whatever it was uh, that came down the pipe. But former uh, players, I know those coaches. guys being on. What's that? Both former players that are coaches. I mean, that's a good person to have on the fucking competition committee, I think. No, so when you have them in those rooms, it isn't like Rich McKay and Ozzie and those guys, they're going to listen 
to those head football coaches that have, especially guys that were former players, you know, and have, have sat in those seats and been in those locker rooms and, and been through that stuff. And again, they're trying to grow the game and evolve the game and make sure uh, that it just keeps getting better and better uh, every single year, safer and safer uh, for the uh, for the players without taking away. You know, we've, we've made the rules. We've had the roughing the passer stuff. We've had all those discussions. They'll talk about uh, those things again and how we can maybe modify and how we look at that and how we officiate that. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, uh, they want the game. The game was still great. And, and to your point, TV money is, is still coming in. And it's always going to, it's always going to come. It's always, it's always going to come in. Not always. And oh, so oh, oh, Chuck. Gonna, can't have that mindset. Mm-hmm. Can't have that mindset. Somebody's going to catch us at some point, right? Remember, Dippin' Dots was going to catch right, yeah. ice cream at some point. You know what I mean? There's, a, there's always the thought that something's going to come. So I hope they have that mindset. Hope we don't get too arrogant and too egotistical that people will always watch. Yep. But it does feel as if the NFL is in a point where people are always going to watch. Mm-hmm. Always going to watch. The world is going to continue to spin, especially with sports gambling doing its thing. They're going to fix the officiating thing, though. I hope they do that. Last question for you here, Chuck, from the Paisano Tone Diggs. Chuck, we were just talking to Daniel Jeremiah, and he was raving about uh, Bryce Young, and he was a scout and, and potentially like a front office guy. And then obviously from your side, being the coach's side, he talked about how there's some, just going to be some coaches who are like, no, he's absolutely – he's way too small. That's not going to happen. How do you feel about that situation? And do all coaches have a say in that? Like, if you're a first-year coach, like, shot, shot, shots, pew, pew, pew. Like, do you have a say in, <laughs> as far as who's getting drafted? <laughs> pew, pew. That was weird. Uh, it was him, though. That was weird. Yeah. Hey, he, yeah. was, so, he was being him, no, though. Now, you never – that's a tough one to answer, though, because with – I mean – Everything is out there now. I mean, you can't even have an intimate conversation with the new head coach and meet some of your players without that. The guy, you know, the guy from the content and social media filming every damn second of what, everything that's going on. Hey, we posted it. You know, what the fuck? So, what? Yeah, you're right. I, 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 I'm sure it is, but um, there's a lot of people that have a lot of love uh, for Bryce um, and the other quarterbacks that were discussed on the show earlier today and that you'll continue to discuss on, on the show. Yeah, new head coaches. I mean, Shane Steichen, let's just talk about Shane Spiking. coming in uh, from Philly. It, it, I talked on a different show at a different time um, about the possibility, okay, you know, was Jim's remarks about, you know, Bryce Young, a, a smokescreen? You know, oh. was that just – Was, was that he working? Did they talk about – was it you know you know what I'm saying was he was he already talked hey look you know him and Chris got together and say look we may throw this out we may throw that or it just happened organically probably happened organically um, there like if I if I'm guessing Shane Steichen coming from Philly got that job because of his offensive play calling right the offense that he built the plays that he called how he developed you know Jalen Hurts how they built around Jalen Hurts, how they got him from last year to this year and the big jump that he made um, as, as an NFL quarterback and all those things. And, you know, he's not going to change. I wouldn't say he's going to come in, hey, we're going to run something different just because everybody loves Bryce Young. I'm going to go get a guy that, that looks and, and, and can run the similar offense that I just got done running that was, you know, one of the top offenses uh, in the National Football League all year long, uh, could score points, take care of the foot, all those kind of things, and build around a guy like maybe C.J. Stroud, um, you know, rather than give away everything to go up uh, number one to get. And you may have to go to number one to get 
CJ, you know, if you want to guarantee yourself, they may have to give up, you know, one, two, three this year, a two, uh, 2024 first round pick to get up there. Oh, but Chicago, they're going to, they're going to listen. They're going to listen to, yeah, mm. they're going to listen to Shane. Burn. They'll listen to all the new head coaches and they're going to want to run the system uh, that got them that job and got them there uh, that they feel they can be successful with. But, you know, that kid's a talented kid. Uh, like, like, like Daniel said, um, everybody's going to see those guys a little bit different. I know myself, it's a physical, physical league. It's not, uh, it's not if it's when uh, all those guys, even you get a running quarterback, you know, Jalen got hurt this year, got a shoulder. Justin Fields has been nicked up. All those guys, you know, Josh Allen, we love Josh Allen. We know he's an alien, everything that he brings to the game. But at some point, they're all going to get nicked up at 194 pounds. Whatever it is, we'll find We'll find out real soon here if he is, in fact, six foot. If he does weigh 194, 195 pounds, we'll find that out. Um, but somebody's, somebody's going to go take him, and he's going to fit a certain system, and Seems like he's got a big enough brain. The way he processes and sees the game, uh, that he gets the ball in his hands. He knows how to protect himself when he does extend plays and he gets outside the pocket and he get the ball out of his hand. I hope somebody so. Will, somebody will jump on that. We're only talking about it because just, he's uh, potential number one overall. Like yeah. Yeah. potential number one overall pick is going to get a lot of conversation, and it's like the only thing I guess that we can say is a drawback to him is a very serious one because the best availability. Nope. You just ruined it. Yeah, but you, you get it. it. Availability. Yeah, you get it. Uh, Chuck, we appreciate it you is so much. Yeah, you're damn right. We appreciate the hell out of you, Chuck. We miss you, pal. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Pagano. Yeah, yeah, we miss you too. The best ability, boys, is availability. Yeah. Amen. And he said everybody gets hurt. That's right. I mean, literally everybody in the NFL gets hurt. I was a punter, and I was basically had something every single year to something, either a hip or a knee, both knees or something like that. Nowhere near as serious as everybody else's injury. So you're going to get injured. It's like, is does he have any – he stayed healthy in college, right? Yeah, he was yeah. pretty healthy. For the most part. Yeah. Sh- shoulder for a little. Is this – I mean, granted, maybe – Well, Levis, I guess, is the one that we should be thinking about whether or not he could survive. And he has the body type yeah. of – an NFL quarterback. He had a left shoulder and a left toe at every, this year, which mm-hmm. allegedly affected his accuracy for a lot of plays and turnovers and everything like that. So maybe it's not even fair to do this, but this is certainly going to happen to Bryce all for the next, what, two months? This yeah. Year. Is this magnified because of Tua? Because I feel like when Kyler was That's coming all in, I think yeah, about. Yeah, too. exactly. That's all, and it's hard not to. Because yeah. Kyler was bona fide number one pick no matter what, won the Heisman. Bryce Young has won the Heisman. I don't think Bryce Young is the athlete that Kyler was, though. In terms of like no, being I think explosive, he's a better athlete than Tua, but for sure, allegedly that that is what people geez. I feel like haven't really been talking about. Daniel like, Jeremiah said that that was a surprising stat yeah. that he got the next week's game plan on Sunday. By Monday, he already digested it right. and had critiques on it. That's a huge. That's Joe Burrow, right? Yeah, yeah. that's why Joe Burrow was able to come in so quick and kind of function. The brain is the most important part of being an NFL quarterback. That's why whenever somebody says something like Orlovsky said something about processing he's not he's not the best at like that's a massive deal mm-hmm. in the NFL because the brain is the most important thing i listened to patrick mahomes on new heights yeah and he broke down recall like of blitzes and how defenses are aligned and everything like that he talked about bill belichick being the reason why he focused on it. he said his sec- whenever his first year playing belichick like didn't have a nose tackle and trying to identify the five guys mm-hmm. that were down was an impossible task for him, and he felt so uncomfortable every single play. He was like, I have no idea who's coming, who's not coming. So it became like a full-on, 
I'm going to learn this. This is what I'm going to learn. So now he was talking about his recall. Like somebody will run something like from three to four years ago, he said, and then he'll see it and he'll be able to identify. It's like, that is, that's a separator there Mm -hmm. between the NFL quarterbacks that are great and the NFL quarterbacks that just play, kind of make some plays and go along. So I think that is a massive piece of information Mm -hmm. about Bryce Young right there that we should certainly be speaking about a lot more as we go forward in this whole process. Yeah, for sure. But to Chuck's point too, like that's why it almost doesn't make sense for him to go to the Colts either because with what Steichen is doing, like I, you can't see them necessarily like Bryce Young. I don't know if he, if, to be the most successful he's going to be, I don't know if running the ball like Jalen Hurts, you know, 10 to 12 times a game, like I don't think that's his, I don't think that's in his bag. And you can't really, it'd be weird to think Shane Steichen's going to change his whole offense. Well, he's so, with Phil Rivers. True. That's, right. that's true. what they say. Now, granted, he was just in the Super Bowl with a vastly different offense. Right. And there's a couple of those guys potentially available. Exactly. So maybe Jim Irsay is just working. But who knows? I mean, especially with Houston. Because if he is working, who's the other team in the division? What ahead if of Jim's him? working Houston? That, I mean, uh, it, Bryce Young, we love him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We love him. Love him. So smart, tough <laughs> little bitch. He's so good. What if Jim Ursay just living his best life? They will say um, the story of Jim and Chris during draft, I think that I immediately recall. Is them trading up to get Jonathan Taylor yep. because they were gonna they were trying to wait for Jonathan Taylor, wait for Jonathan Taylor. And Ursay obviously had seen Jonathan Taylor in Lucas Oil Stadium a couple of different times whenever he was in college. And Jim said to Chris, "We really like that guy out of Wisconsin, right? We really like him." Mm-hmm. And Chris is like, "Yeah, we love him, man, and we think we're gonna be able to get him." And Jim's like, "We really, mm-hmm. we really like him, right? Yeah." We should go get him. And then a trade happened, and bang, we get Jonathan Taylor the next pick. So Jim does have say. Jim does know ball, too. Yeah. Like, this is – Jim played. Jim was has been around the NFL literally his entire life. So maybe Jim is working. Maybe. I, it sounded to me like that was a – That was serious. Yeah. That sounded like an off, which, by the way, great work. Yeah. If that is the case, that is a great work. That's a great angle. Which is crazy to think about now when you say that, because if that was the thought around Jonathan Taylor and Chris Ballard's already saying, hey, we can trade back – Maybe the Colts don't love anybody, or maybe they love Hendon Hooker. Matt Ryan said he still got good football. Yeah. True. So Anthony Richardson would oh, be yeah. perfect then at yep. four. Sit behind Matt. Learn from Matt. Yeah. All right, let's um, let's run through some things that broke while we did today. Hell yeah! Today was a hell of a show. Great show. Unreal. Flew by three hours right yeah. there. Yeah. Bang. Boom. Boom. To a bang, bang, freaking bang, 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 GM. Remember, we're off tomorrow. That's right. Mm-hmm. Can't talk about it. Nope. No. Would love to. Sure. Can't. Once in a lifetime. Actually, that's all you need to know. probably. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Oh yeah! Like tomorrow's a once in a lifetime thing mm-hmm. for sure. The amount of people, not a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah, what a joke! All right, hell yeah, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> let's go. I'm bummed that we're missing a show, but on the flip side, no, 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 not at all. Not for what you're doing. Very excited. No. Do not it. be bummed. All right, just to hear like the. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be able People to. People will hear about it eventually. That's kind of the. Yes, this it you know? will be talked about at some point. Uh, yeah. Will be worth it. Just like we told you with the whole Mississippi situation. Exactly. exactly. We said, hey, can't talk about it right now. We will at some You'll point. You'll hear about it. Yeah. At this some is point. the complete opposite. This is, this is like awesome thing happening. Mm-hmm. Zito told me a lot of people are saying I'm going on Joe Rogan. Oh. Am I going on Joe Rogan? Can't. Are you? I mean, that is once in a lifetime. It does have to do with Texas, though, right? And not a lot of people have done it. Was... I'm not going on Joe Rogan. Okay. okay. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Has it something to do with Houston? 
We have a problem? No space. Hmm. Going to be in the clouds, though. Elon mm-hmm. Musk? Are you going to be the DC of the Bills? You know what it is. So stop. What are you, what are you, why are you doing, why are you all doing what you're doing right now? Why are you all doing what you're I doing? Thought that's Darts on the board. I thought that's yeah, You guys doing. know that I'm not able to actually, like I'm legitimately not allowed. I thought that's sure. what we're doing. I just, you know, it's always fun to dance on a Tuesday. Right? Yeah, and you know what it is? You see you what's know, going they, on. Dance around, yeah. allegedly, per, a lot of purrs today, huh? Yeah. We tried our best. Mm-hmm. It's really, uh, we've really taken a uh, nice turn here to cover our asses. Have we? I don't know. Dude. Yeah. Yesterday, in the middle of me talking about being officially served, I said, in this fucking family, the Murdoch family. Which, I mean, watch that first episode. Same that, deal, though. I yeah, kind of feel like we're Ricky Bobby, with all due respect. That ain't worse. Oh, that's what you do. You're going to Mississippi. A velvet painting of a whale and a... Dolphin. Getting it on. Mm-hmm. Dolphin. Amen. I still think we're in a really good spot with that whole thing. I, I, I'm not For a sure. lawyer, but... Anyways, tomorrow's once in a lifetime thing that I, d- I certainly do not deserve. I'm the only one. The boys have not been invited or <laughs> are not allowed. Never no, will no, be. Which is fine. I will think about you guys down Hell yeah. up there. Yeah, I'm going there. to be very curious about just the entire operation. I yeah. fascinate. Can't wait so to last, hear about it. Last night I was laying in my bed and I. I'm fucked up with this time zone from Hawaii. Oh, can't imagine. Jet lag is the worst. Cannot imagine. Yeah, Zito coming from Chicago, obviously. Yep. He's experiencing from Central yeah. Time to Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. Hawaii is a different... That's a five hours. Way out there. Even California affects me. I can't imagine. It's 10 a.m. right now <laughs> yeah. in Hawaii. It's a whole different thing, and I don't sleep well to begin with, let alone when my mind and body are acting like it's a different time, and mm-hmm. then with what's happening tomorrow yep. happening... So it's been a lot of me in, in the mm-hmm. pillow. And the wife, you know, very pregnant. So she's not sleeping great either because mm-hmm. I guess it's tough to get comfortable when you got a human inside of you. Apparently. Heard really? That. Yeah. Heard that. Women are fucking badasses, mm-hmm. bro. Crazy. I am so thankful that we're going through this whole pregnancy process so that I can just, the respect level, just, not that I, let's not get crazy. I always had massive respect, but like, this whole like process has been an eye-opening experience of like, holy fuck. Yeah. What happens for us to continue to be humans mm-hmm. by the women-human species is absurd and massive respect. Shout out, Sam. Keep going. Keep going, Sam. Shout Keep out, up. Sam. Keep going. Proud of you, Sam. Keep kicking ass, Sam. Appreciate you. So she's like, you know, sleeping for like four or five minutes at a time, and then mm-hmm. she's up, and then she's obviously not happy that she's not sleeping. Yeah. Then she's back asleep, mm-hmm. and then she's rolling over. Yes, and go take a piss. And boom. boom, 15, 16 yep. pisses, literally a fucking day all of a sudden mm-hmm. because the baby's ba- bouncing on the bladder. Mm-hmm. Then you piss. Is she peeing for two? No. Ah, I don't think so. But what does happen is, I think, and I don't know, it's just my perspective on it, she'll piss, and then she gets back down, then the baby moves a little bit. And it opens up the bladder a yep. little bit and then pushes more piss. That's more right. Piss. So then, again. then she's got to get back up and go. I'm like, golly, right. this has to be so annoying, but obviously so incredible. Have mm-hmm. we measured the kicks? Like, is she going to be a good soccer player? She's active. That's good. That's Hell good. yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I saw a clip the other day. I told you guys. Mm-hmm. I saw a clip the other day mm-hmm. of a 14-year-old uh, girl soccer player wiggle, shake, Great shot. I'm like, okay, so that's possible at the age of 14 in the girls' soccer world. 
All right. No so doubt. Mackenzie should be on the national team, 15, 16 yeah. years old. Bingo. No pressure, obviously. Yeah, if she Simple. wants to. No, I mean, you know. she might be pickleball. I mean, yeah, exactly. She might be an astronaut. Yeah. Whatever, Luckily whatever. for her, fucking Rapinoe is still going to be sending fucking sweet crosses. You're right. You're Man. 100% right. She'll be right. bending it in there mm-hmm. and boom. Uh, but none, ladies, kicking ass. We appreciate you. Sam, appreciate the hell out of you. But as I was laying down, I was thinking about what's happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So many questions. Yeah. Just so many, like, how am I going to, you know, because I'm going to have a lot of. Yeah, just the process itself. Like, and how do I not make an ass out of myself? You know, there's a lot of that because I'm going to be wide open, like, boom, 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 boom. And then Thursday, I mean, depending on when I get out of there. Right. This true. is a real thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> real thing. TBD. We will have a show Thursday. Not 100% sure. Will that- not be at noon. Maybe though, but it could be. Yeah, we we are not one hundred percent sure because we don't know how it's all going to work. One hundred percent, we'll have a show on Thursday. I believe we got a massive guest coming in studio Hell on yeah. Thursday mm-hmm. as well. Maybe a couple of them, like massive, massive, massive guests coming on Thursday. So we will have a show on Thursday for sure. TBD on the time because getting out of said place that I'm going to not easy. I guess it's not just like the easiest thing of all time, right? But last night I was fucking just like eyes wide open. Midnight, 1 a.m. Oh, like, you're not going to be able to sleep tonight. I don't think so. No, no, no. no I honestly don't think so. No. Watch Raw a little bit last night. Awesome. Brock Lesnar had a microphone in his hand for like 10 minutes. Nice. More of that. Love that. Mm-hmm. Miz is the host of WrestleMania. Yep. That's Fucking a good love idea. That. Yep. Love that. Lita and Becky Lynch are tag team champions. Hell yeah. Love that. Very sweet. How could you? you? By the way, Becky Lynch was on uh, in Young Rock. Yeah, she's uh, the SNL one or the real one. Oh come on! She's uh, who's that lady? I can't remember her name. She's rock star. Kristen Wiig. Back in the day. Mel Mac. Joan Jett. Cindy Lauper. Boom! Oh, girls just want to have fun. Ding ding! Just wanna have fun. Oh, girls just wanna have fun. Yeah, that's a banger. Yeah. Did Becky sing it in that song? Did she sing that song? No. It's a shame. All right, a couple things happened while we were live today. Very excited for tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pumped. Adam Beasley just tweeted out. Adam Beasley, uh, the director of original content and strategy for Pro Football Network. Mm, PFM. Miami, Miami Herald alum okay. has connected out of Miami. He says there's been no decision yet from the Dolphins on Tua Tongvaloa's fifth-year option per Mike Daniel. Oh, that's a conversation starter. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Holy hell, what's the future look like down in Miami? Gomps, pal. You don't oh, have a quarterback no. anymore. Bring no, in Jimmy, Jimmy G, lads. He's the best. Jimmy G, Good. who knows McDaniel's offense, yep. obviously, very well. I assume he would do very well in Southern Florida. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jimmy G is yeah. a very constant, consummate professional. Well Hits, Florida. slants yep. very, very well with all the speed he they might have. Drive the Trade for Lamar. Lamar going back to South Florida would be epic. Mm-hmm. That would be sick. No, I have no, no. no idea Jimmy if they have G. enough money to no. pay Lamar. Or picks. They'll figure trade. it out. Trade trade it out. Everything's fake these days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, some news, though, that also broke while we were live. Two, hey, two doesn't come on program. Yep. You know what I mean? And boom. Get his fifth boom. Year. Now all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I didn't. Did I say my daughter's name? No. Uh, yeah, you have. Yeah. You have before. But not, yeah, before yeah, not today. today. Yeah. No, yeah, you just did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but, you, but you have before You have today. on the program before today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have stuck it in a couple times, yeah. 
Yeah, I just yeah. got a text from the wife. I was yep. complimenting Sam, though. Hey, yeah. listen, there's a <laughs> there's a yeah. points and system in there. Right. Listen yeah. to the whole thing. This is whole, yeah. Yeah, this whole it's just like the goddamn lawsuit. I mean, can what we, do you want me to do? Go, go back and listen <laughs> yeah, to what the you entire want? clip. She sent me the uh, Jonah Hill uh, oh, gift. Yeah. War uh, dogs. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah uh-huh. Scratched his eyes when he finds out they are $300 million less. Yep. Than the other, uh, nonetheless, can't wait to see her. Can't wait to meet her. Uh, news that broke today. Tom Brady's having a roast on Netflix called The Greatest Roast of All Time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The Groat is happening. Now, we had a Groat, The Greatest Raffle of All yeah, Time. Right. The Groat, The Greatest Roast of All Time, will be happening on Netflix, allegedly per TMZ with Tom Brady, who also came out and said that he's looking to do some stand-up comedy. Yep. Everybody then immediately buried Tom Brady sure, for right. not being able to do stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And allegedly, out of his close circle of friends, they've been trying to talk him out of doing stand-up comedy. Nonetheless... I would assume if Tom Brady wants to do something, Tom Brady's going to be good at it. Let's also assume Tom Brady's going to have incredible writers alongside of him that will make Tom Brady funny, but nothing has shown us that Tom Brady will be able to deliver a good joke. I'll be excited to see if that's what the GOAT tries to do, or is that all just a setup for the GROAT, which is going to have a lot of comedians involved in it? We would assume that is the case. I hope Gronk, uh, as part of his his lucrative acting career, gives Tom like five, ten minutes in one of his lucrative acting career movies to deliver... Tom's incredible comedic chops. 80 for Brady. We already yes. have yeah, the seen banger. the success that mm-hmm. has come together of them yeah, on yeah. the screen together and them working. Uh, I'll be excited for that. Congrats to Tom embracing life. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of Giselle stuff coming in that growth. Yeah, they better hope she's not one of the uh, roasters. I don't think she will be. I, I think she's in. Uh, she's still in other countries. With, she might uh, be. I hope someone walks up in a gi and just does jiu-jitsu on the, on the floor. That would be That'd awesome. be great. That'd be great. 80 for Brady, got a 62 tomorrow. Ooh, certified yeah. friend. 89 audience. I will say my mother and uh, all four of her friends saw it. And boy, they said they were freaking pissed. Could not stress how good how Sally Field was. was. Bingo. She yeah. was. Sally Field just won an award at the. Uh, SAG Awards. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know who she was. I thought she was Sally mm-hmm. Jesse Raphael. Sure. So I was going to the bathroom. And they were, Close. they were, mm-hmm. they were marketing that coming up on the other side. Sally's going to win an award. Yeah. Yep. Sam was all pumped up for Sally, and I said, "Sally, Jesse, Raphael, I fucking love that lady, dude. Great talk show back in the day." Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. Sam goes, "I don't know who Sally, Jesse, Raphael is." Almost caused a little bit of a scene sure. in our relationship. She said that lady's name. I didn't know who that lady was. Mm-hmm. Sam was befuddled that I didn't know who that lady was. A little classic misunderstanding. Sally Jesse Raphael did not win shit. No. This other lady did. She yeah. won life. And she, um, Sally Jesse Raphael. Oh, of course. Yeah. This lady, she was in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, I learned. Yeah. Yep. She's the, Forrest Gump. She's the wife. She's very good. She's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a ledge. That's Sally Oscar Jesse Raphael winner. right there. She mm-hmm. did not win an Oscar or a SAG award. Yeah. No. She had a great talk. Did show. Brady or Gronk she, get up for a, an Oscar? Uh, Brady, I think, got nominated for a Razzie. Oh, uh, no. That's, that's despicable. Is that real? No. No shops. No. I was about to say, I, I won't. guessing. I won worst match of the year for uh, yeah, WWE. Yeah, what the hell is that about? What's that whole boat? Yeah, that's Who voted that? Don't package together. The people that are voting on it don't know they're a headlamp from a headlock. So mm-hmm. That's right. They yeah. don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Still winning. You know, now that Tony has put this idea of Brady and Gronk in my mind, what if they did a spinoff of uh, Bad Boys with That'd Will Smith sweet. and Martin Lawrence and they called it Good Boys? There's another one of those coming up. There is. Well, yeah. Bad Boys 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. I never saw the third one. I heard it stunk. No, it was pretty good. What if they did? Like I watched a- Bad Boys Two the other night on vacation, awesome. though. Oh man, forgot how. Good I think it was. Gronk and Brady should do like a Turner Hooch, where Gronk is Hooch, or like a Holmes and Watson, like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Right. Oh, Desk Pop. Desk Pop. The other guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great movie. 
Is that okay. what you're talking about? April, April no, I'm Bush. talking about Holmes and Watson when they go back in time. Is Mark Wahlberg always mad? What's his deal? That's I was watching, his MO. I watched him on the Today Show earlier this week. He was That's very right. not mad. About discipline. Was he? That was last week. Are you sure he wasn't mad? Was he just like... He had ashes on his forehead. He was promoting fucking peace and a 30-day workout. <laughs> <laughs> he did just sell his house for like 40, 40 million less than what he, he asked for. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was 55 million. He yeah, bought he that thing for like for eight or whatever, and then he built it up. Yeah, that was beautiful. Be, it's an unbelievable Imagine house. the price of the house if you sell sells for 40 million less than what you thought it would be. Yeah, so I think it sold for like forty. Yeah, was he was forty at, million. I believe more. he was. Yeah, he was asking for about a hundred. Okay, which so, makes sense because it's over there in L.A. Yeah, it's got six whole golf course. Yeah, only one tee bo- or two tee boxes. You got to worry about the mountain lines. No pickleball. Yep. So uh, you could play pickleball. It's a sport court. Yeah, yeah I look, don't see the line. You NBA could play Thunderdome pickleball, and that'd yeah, be a little bit bigger kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> NBA in college. I mean, that pool is unbelievable. It looks like a fucking like a hotel. It does. What's that logo? Is that, on the yeah, center? is that second house just the gym? That's, no, I believe that's, that's the Celtics logo. Gas quarters. Of course. Best he's team just, in the NBA. Like, he's just always so pissed, it seems like. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's you're a fucking Mark Wahlberg. What are yeah. we? Yeah, he's he's human. Pain and game. Great movie. Two guns. Movie. Just came out on Netflix. So. Yeah, I watched it. It was nice. Did you really? Also watched Van Wilder. Sweet. The new one or the old one? The old one. The original. Fucking Ryan Reynolds original. You're, a lot, you're watching a lot of stuff. I was on vacation. I love that. Just popped on. You watched a little stand-up, too. I did. What's that guy's name? Nate Bargatz. Nate Garbatz. And? <laughs> <laughs> and what else? It was that other guy you watched. Yeah, loved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Donald Trump. Just say it. I was not saying that. <laughs> oh, I'm not a DT guy. Uh, who, 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 who are you? Who are you for? DS. Oh, obviously, guy. we know. Fucking two-time graduate of an Ivy League school. Okay, served in the military. <laughs> just took back control of his entire state. All right. I believe he broke some news. Talking about Governor Ron DeSantis, our future president. All right. Yeah, Tony. You've really certainly. You know, staked your flag. That's right. Boom. For him for a long time ago. Mm-hmm. How about him turn around and let kid take your fucking mask. Take the fucking mask. Not doing anything. <laughs> well, okay, that's exactly. how we should end today's show. Yes, yes. There's a lot going on in the real world, dude. Ton. So, like, I, it just kind of shows up in my timeline. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be people that are pissed off about this. I'm just telling you what happened. So the masks aren't real. Is that re- the masks weren't per real? The New, per the New York Times. Times. Okay, so, but they were on the. They were a big mask side. The, huge mask. So the masks weren't real, and then per the Wall Street Journal, it came out of a lab. Yeah, I remember we accidentally floated because the internet was talking about this came from a lab, mm-hmm. and we accidentally floated like, mm-hmm. well, there's people saying this came from a lab or whatever. I got assaulted on oh, the yeah. internet for saying this. Like, don't say something so fucking reckless. And now the Wall Street Journal saying that's right came from a. Le- what is going on, dude? What this is a twilight. I feel like we're living in a twilight zone right now. Everything we were told now and attacked. Now the complete. Yep. Uh, what's that all about? Yeah. All what's cool. the deal? It's interesting to see the responses now that there's a different owner of Twitter. Because it does feel like you know it pops up on your timeline. It's very present on my timeline. Now. Well, of course, because the way you speak, sure, and the things sure, you look a- for. Absolutely, it's not very present on my timeline. Yeah, like, my timeline is still awesome. Sports, mm-hmm. yep, in my world. Blood. But whenever things wouldn't make their way into my timeline, that's like how I would judge. Oh, this is a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. The whole mask and lab thing, yeah, has really <sighs> torpedoed into the timeline. And I'm reading. I thought it was a fake. I thought it was a fake No, I mean because who's coming from Wall Street Journal and New York Times? Exactly. I mean, right. It's an opinion column. Yeah. The uh, mask. Yeah. What about the lab? 
I didn't. I don't know that. That was a investigation by the Energy Department. Yes, Department. I thought it was written Department. by Kyle Cathcart. Yeah, that could have been. <laughs> he said that could have been. Gump- That's what I thought I was reading, yeah. bro. I thought I was reading like Gumpy changed his name on Twitter. Yep, paid the eight bucks to get the blue check. Right, I was told uh, it was bat soup. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's what I thought I was reading. Oh, wow. And then I like clicked on. It. I'm like, this is a legit. This is actually this. Mm-hmm. I think wild times. We'll just continue to fucking live. Hell yeah. Hopefully, mm-hmm. and we'll be back Thursday. Mm-hmm. That's right. Maybe at noon. Maybe not. Maybe. You know who uh, at one? You know who's gonna be Ron's running mate, right? All right. Who's that? Fucking Woody Harrelson's gonna be the greatest ticket of all time. I thought <laughs> I thought Woody was running with Kid this year. Well, Woody uh, Woody said he's a, a redneck hippie, so he is actually purple. He's not red or blue. He's right down the middle, just like me, and I respect that. <laughs> all right, America, Tony. I don't America. know if any of us know what right down the middle even means specifically you mm-hmm. but i do respect it i do appreciate it we'll continue to be a forum for conversation let tiger make Amen. his jokes okay in a, in a forum for thoughts mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's what we'll con- you what do you say i did see you fire that tweet off how good did tone feel whenever oh, he fired yeah. that hey, tweet off went to my wife went to my mom they agree with me they're both women boom i asked my baby too she was cool with it as well <laughs> <laughs> you got all generations yep uh, there's people pissed about that, bro. Yeah. There's people real mad about oh, yeah. Tiger doing that. Just juvenile. Just sexist juvenile jokes. Oh, I was like, what the hell are we talking about? Yeah, when he passed yeah. the old tampon. tampon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're not allowed to have friends, uh, have fun with your friends. So if you think that you can, then you should just shut up and sit down. <laughs> and if you want to do it on a golf course, then you should have your hands cut off and you'll never be able to play golf again. I was confused by the, but I'm not a woman, I guess. So I don't yeah. yeah, but I pulled them. Hundred percent of the people yeah, that I polled, right. which we do have to keep an eye on for polls. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the things you. Uh, yeah, here's tons. Love you, Tiger Woods. <laughs> Everyone offended stinks. There's no way real people are offended. Only fake Twitter offended, <laughs> which is also a problem. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that just grandstand on the internet, but then they probably live much worse in real life. Or don't care. Never saw it. Just saw that. You know, it's like oh, people are pissed about this. I might as well weigh in. I'm pissed too, actually. Now that I come to think of it. Me too. Yeah. Fuck this really? shit. This is bullshit. Sorry, guys. What? I'm not, and I think you guys are both <laughs> dumb for thinking that way. Wow. Well, you're wrong forever. Nope, I'm right. No. Yeah. You're a bad person. Well, like, do you think people would have been I'm okay saying. with it if Tiger would have... We're about to do a political debate real quick. <laughs> we were right in the middle of it, but go on. If Tiger would have walked by and been like, hey, Justin, you're a fucking pussy. <laughs> do you think, you think people would have hated that? Or was so it just mad. because the tampon came so out? So mad. <laughs> so mad, dude. I don't... The world is an interesting place. It is. It's We're getting crazy. sued, and uh, tomorrow is going to be one of the best days yeah. of all time. Yep. Hell yeah. So I'm going to try to enjoy it. We'll be Shit. back Thursday. Time TBD. Mm-hmm. We will be live Thursday. Yep. Amen. Great show today by Daniel Jeremiah, sinking a foot on the line, long mm-hmm. two-pointer. Yeah. Boy, people. I, I'm not watched David. That first shot might be uh, up for worst shot in the history of this well, Jack fitted suit. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. which we warned It's very hard about. to shoot in those. His throws all hit the same. Why didn't he adjust at all? I, I, I was so flustered by him not adjusting. I don't know. You told him the, the key to success before we went on, too. You, yeah. you just got to hit the hey, middle of the just net. Just throw it as hard as you can right at the center. It will fall in. It, one of the holes will get hit. That's right. And if you overshoot it, guess what? It'll bounce back into mm-hmm. one true. of the holes. Yep. Well, played at App State, not USC, guys. I mean, come on. <laughs> Mountaineers are great. Oh, 
I mean, it, it just, it, it, it's great form, for the record. Guy looks like Clay Thompson up there. Yeah, That's a two. That's a long two. Mm-hmm. Worst shot in basketball. Yep, worst one in the game. If it goes in, it's a good shot. My eyes. I agree. My eyes, a good shot. Follow up. I wish he didn't do that. Yeah. yeah. I do All love that the at Cole Hahn, by the way. That's a good at. Cole Hahn had great shoes, man. Great shoes. I don't know if they still do. Oh, yeah, they still got their fire. So the guys that had Nike deals, it was a part of the website they could go to to utilize their Nike oh, nice. fund that they were given. That's sweet. So it was like Nike stuff. Is it then, Nike Air Max technology for Cole Hahn? Is yeah, that, that, that was the uh, – yeah. so they were similar. I don't know if they had partnership or same company. So guys would spend like – they had Nike Golf, Nike stuff, and then Cole Hahn. So guys who had Nike deals would just come with, like, four pairs of fucking fresh Kohans, mm-hmm. full Nike golf kit, and then just hoodies and shorts. And that was their entire Nike deal. Yeah, I'll wear Nike gloves. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Give me some Kohans. Give me some hoodies. And that, and then that ended. I don't know what happened. I think they've since separated. Yeah, Kohan branch out. I think so. I'm not 100% They're still sure. the leader in those type of shoes. No, Steve Nash wore those one shoes. Remember it? Hmm. Before he became a coach, we saw yep. him on the internet. He was crossing people up in a suit. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those shoes he was wearing? What were, how many years he played in the NBA? 18? Like 18 or 19. 18, yeah. yeah. That was one of the greatest moments in the history of this program. So yeah. funny. Yeah. Steve, thank you for joining us. I'm going to do a little <laughs> research on you before I talk to you, okay? Eight, 18. You, you played 18 years in the fucking <laughs> NBA? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So good. While he was drinking a coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was very cool. Yeah, oh. what are these shoes? Wolf oh, and Shepard. Those are the Gronk. Uh, I think those are Gronk wears the same shoes, I believe. Dude, he was crossing people up in these shoes. I yeah. could be wrong. Might have to get some. Could be. This could be a is part. Is he still coaching? What's he up to? No, he got asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the new, new guy got a uh, full, full deal. And, and then they trade away all the good players. Left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we were just talking about this. They were like 17-3 and three in December and January. Had like one bad week, and Kyrie said, "You know what? Fuck this! I'm out of here." Yeah, what happened there? And then now Dallas not good. No, they are not. But that was kind of expected. Well, well, by us noobs who don't know me, is there enough basketball for Kyrie and Luca yeah, to be yeah. on the same team? That was my first question. Bingo, they'll gel. They'll figure it out. That's what they're saying, but I don't think that's the case. Right? The West, I mean, right now, bronze hot. Lakers are done. Bingo, and they're really talking about how. Shitty the West is, and it's setting up for a uh, Clay Steph, you know, run to the. No thanks. Again. I don't want to see that again. PT? Why I do? What are you talking about? No, Clay Denver. Clay. I want Jokic to fucking yes. win a championship. Be sweet. That would be cool. Yeah. I love that guy. Sign me up. I like watching. I love the, watching him play. Bro, do you see all the bruises on his arms? Yeah, this guy's just getting his shit cut. kicked out of him. He's just doing triple doubles every night. Doesn't care. Right. Gotta cut your nails. That's bullshit. When you play against someone that doesn't cut their nails. Are they doing it on purpose? That's yeah, a real basketball thing. Like, you, someone's D'ing you up and they don't cut their nails. It's a fucking problem. Five you time. never know. That's what five time does. Yes, exactly. Five time. Jerry G. V? Yeah. Hey, he posts clips of pickup basketball. Yeah. I respect how hard he goes down there. He has not played in any of the games that I've played in. <laughs> the games I've played in, his little head is getting bounced off the floor. You need to cool it. Gary. He hard fouls people. Oh, yeah. I respect the way he plays. Like, listen. People say I'm a foul that guy. Gary does. Like, oh yeah. Gary. Gary's a fowler. He he gets into it. I respect and appreciate that. 
I don't think I've ever played in a game that was like the way that the games he plays in, though. No, you do that to the wrong person, they're going to fucking knock Gary's teeth out. So he needs to just yes. realize well, that. As soon as that happens, your immediate thought is, okay, now I'm going to fight. Yeah. Yes. That, that is, yeah. that is fucking the, kill this guy. That is an immediate... Mm-hmm. No, no, like, as soon as you foul somebody like that... You know. Oh, your, yeah. Your thought should yeah. be, oh, okay, now I made this decision. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to get a fight. I think Gary's ready for it. Nobody wants it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I well, think that's the. I think that's the case. He's also talking shit to guys who like miss a layup, and he's telling them, "I'm gonna put that on my fucking IG right now. Fucking clip that. Fucking put it up. Put it up." <laughs> he actually does that. He dunked on you. He did. He dunked on you. Yeah, he did. But as also, much as Parsons dunked on him, or Bob Parsons of PXG. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? What is <laughs> what is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry Bob. Great moment. We watch a, if you want to go back and watch a moment. <laughs> Connor gets a question for uh self-made billionaire. 45 minutes in. <laughs> Vietnam vet. No idea who this fucking guy is. I'm sorry. Come on, Bob. This is what Boston Connor <laughs> asks self-made billionaire owner of the Phoenix National Club which is like right. the second most exclusive golf club mm-hmm. in the world. Not the home of the waste management w- tournament, w- no, where you see people throwing beers uh-huh. onto the green, mm-hmm. which is fun, like his course is. Of course, his his course is a great time, but not to, this is Boston Connor's attempt at asking a self-made billionaire a question and complimenting him. Mr. Parsons, after everything with you know the golf course, how did the waste management and getting people there for you know like tour events happen? <laughs> he said Arizona's become a home for golf. Yeah. Have you been a part of that whole build out and how have you been able to feel it, especially with how big this waste management tournament has become in the PGA? Well, but, you know, I, I, I haven't done much with the waste management. <laughs> although I will tell you it is incredibly good for uh, He's not looking at me here, by the way. He's looking at someone else. You like, did look at me again. Good. And uh, that is at Scottsdale National. That's our busiest time of year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our members are all over there. But, uh, you know, I'm... Um, Golf's you know, huge I, on I would only I would only go over there if I was chasing women. <laughs> great answer, Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Great answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's only the second time people have seen it. Oh, my God, bro. What, what, what is it? What is it? <laughs> I would have got up and fucking ragged yeah. off. Oh, yeah. yeah and for the record, by the way, Gary V., if Gary's acting like he's not going to feel like he won the Super Bowl if the Jets have a right, win let's run that Super clip. Bowl. So what he's talking about. I would like, yeah, yeah, let's dive into this because Gary's the right, one that. Yeah, you had quite a fucking yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't speak for the first half of it, too. Fucking did you, stupid voice. You, did you ask Carrot Top about doing magic, too? I think I asked Carrot Top about doing meth. No, but, I, I uh, called him a magician. Yeah. Uh, first question. I don't really do magic. Yeah, prop comic. <laughs> I'm a comedian. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Yeah, I, I fucked that one up. That was on me. But Carrot Top. Well, how are you supposed to know? Everyone out there is a magician, goddammit. <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> Basically. Gary V's a magician. Adele is not doing any magic no. out there. Well, she's not just with a, her voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and with a couple <laughs> others. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. This show sucks. We appreciate you. We're off tomorrow. Wild day tomorrow. We'll be talked about probably in the life. Mm-hmm. Doc, book, whatever. What? Maybe not the doc. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just because. Not allowed. Yeah. This is bananas, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm done with the show. Today's show was great. Yep. We appreciate Tom. We appreciate uh, Daniel Jeremiah. We appreciate the hell out of Chuck Pagana for joining us. And we appreciate all of you for allowing us to do everything that we do. 
for a living. This is dumb. Hell yeah. It is a joke of a life, and we're very grateful for it. Get in on the $15, $500 winners from Daniel Jeremiah, draining the longest two-point shot That's right. that has ever been made in this Thunderdome. Hell yeah. Thank you, boys. Incredible day today. We'll see you on Thursday. Goodbye.